911. I'm BJ Ryan. Episode 111 is proudly sponsored by Betfair. Don't bet harder, bet smarter at Betfair. Today, it's uh, we're doing a remote edition of your WA Racing podcast. So I'm zooming in alongside the one and only Perth Racing Guru, Terry Layton. G'day, Terry. Good morning, BJ. I had to figure out what time of the day it was. Um, how are you? It's lovely to see your face via video. Yeah, yeah, good to see you, mate. I'm still mm. stuck in half holiday mode. Uh, so went away for a little staycation with the family and got back yesterday just after lunch and had to launch straight into form for a pretty flat Ascot Saturday card. So it's been a bit of a struggle to get the uh, get the wheels going again, but um, got the form done, hopefully found a winner or two. But, yeah, to be honest, uh, I'm still half in holiday mode. So I would probably prefer oh. to be sitting uh, either at Coogee Beach or at the uh, Caravan Park swimming pool, to tell you the truth. But I'm along. I'm here. We're doing the 1-1 and uh, life is good. At least it was easy to uh, view all the trials on Chris during the week anyway and all the old <laughs> trials as well. So that's all that matters as that, long as we can view trials and it doesn't take seven weeks to fix uh, to fix your, a fairly basic website, I would have thought. Like, yeah. honestly, you're genuinely kidding me. Just get someone in to fix it properly and, and just do it quickly. It's fairly important, for, for I'd suggest, for a lot of industry participants. Yes. Um, that it works a little bit better than that. So, yeah, just... Um, Sorted out. Okay. Yeah, it was a, it was an it was an extra challenge that we probably didn't didn't really need to uh, <laughs> to to cover this particular meeting. But um, yeah, hopefully hopefully uh, Rawa Sky Racing, if you can get your heads together and try and figure out the issue with that with that trial library, because uh, we need to get on top of that if we're going to keep this show running. So, but yes, um, I must say, Terry, you missed out. You missed out. Mm. Being unavailable for uh, the own the dream launch party last Sunday. Tell you what, what a day. What a day. I saw some saw some nice photos of the lads. They let anyone on the boat, do they? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So Terry was uh was unavailable for the first event, but we'll be uh we'll be chiming in uh from mm. this Sunday onwards. But yeah, like I, I must just say a big um we gave racing and wagering a bit of a clip for the trial replays, but we gotta We've got to praise them when they do something really well. And, and Sunday's launch party for the Own the Dream WA competition was was very – was just an outstanding operation, very professional. Um, went out to uh, – got on a boat on the Barrack Street jetty, got shuttled across, across to the raft um, just below Kings Park and uh, it was a magical day. Weather-wise, good atmosphere. We um, – yeah, it was, there was people were in really good spirits for the for the launch party, as you can imagine. And um, I think there was forty plus teams in the Own the Dream competition, so it's going to be tough for the the one one to um, to get their nose in front uh, at any stage. So forty plus teams, um, we got paired off into Team Brittany or Team Brad Shepherd, and the one one team has landed in Team Brit. So. Um, Looking forward to uh, the rest of events, but I must say, like uh, from a one-one point of view, from my personal point of view, it was yeah a really terrifically professionally run day, uh, lots of fun, and uh, yeah, it was good, good networking, good good chatting to industry people and newcomers to the industry as well. So happy days. Yeah, very much looking forward to uh, coming along Sunday. And giving as glowing reporters yourself, I'm sure, next week, BJ. Yeah, we're off to Yarradale Stud for, I think it's called Racehorse 101 is the uh, is the name of the event. So shuttling to 
Yarradale stud, picturesque Yarradale stud in Gidjiganup from 2pm on Sunday onwards and yeah, really looking forward to that and reporting back but I must say if, uh, if event one, one is anything to go by, this is going to be a very thoroughly enjoyable competition. Terry, looking forward to uh, you and your 1-1 one, one hat chiming in this Sunday. Mm. Yeah, very much so, BJ. I'm probably juicing your lids, aren't we? Yeah. We just checked it yeah, before. We're getting, yeah. we're getting a bit low on the lids. They're, they're hot property. They're hot property, aren't they? They are hot property. So People, um, people love a good lid. Might have, to, might have to get a few different colours, a few different... Change up the range, so we'll see. Might even produce some polo shirts for the uh, for the competition Oof. as well. What about so. what about some what about some face masks? Yes, I think that has to happen. Yeah, yeah. Five onwards, we're uh, well. Actually, we need them right now. Actually, don't we? I forget. So, um, but yes, we'll get on to that. Uh, own the dream, big tick, big big tick for uh, for Brennan and uh, Rawa and everyone involved in the operation there. So that was fantastic. So just going to table our. WA 2022 WA Racing wish list discussion. We were planning on having Lockie Taylor kind of a roundtable discussion about what we want to, what our hopes and dreams are for WA Racing moving into the new year. But we're going to put that aside to next week, Terry. Uh, Lockie's on board, and um, yeah, it was just uh, not a great week to to be doing it, and we opted to do the remote as well. So next week, looking forward to for chatting with you two gentlemen about uh the wa racing moving forward into 2022 and um other than other than that i suppose we've got to quickly touch on the 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 two impressive horses out of last saturday's meeting miss kentucky and tricks of the trade before we move on to the celebration of life trophy preview terry miss kentucky another huge win come from behind win in the uh in the miss andretti stakes last saturday and tricks of the trade really stamped himself as a uh, as a black type three-year-old of the uh, near future with a dominant display over some pretty smart customers first up over 1200 meters what were your thoughts on the uh, some of the main performers on last saturday's miss and <coughs> stakes day yeah no very uh, very impressive tricks of the trade in particular i thought um sort of fooled us fooled us Jeez, last saturday was a bloodbath as well uh fooled us with the um with the trial uh perhaps the way the trial was run didn't suit uh didn't suit his style well where they were at at that stage of their preparation but no miss kentucky was uh was wonderful as well again miss kentucky suited by the way the race was run um clairvoyance has obviously fallen in hole so you've got the leader stopping which allows those horses to run on but there was a good line for Miss Kentucky this time alongside I see red I see red who's obviously a horse with a fair bit of promise and she sort of made I see red I see red um made light work of I see red I see red which I think is a pretty good form line mm-hmm. uh, for a pretty progressive sprinter so uh yeah exciting um Exciting times for for that camp. I think Miss Kentucky can sneer a a big race somewhere at the right time in the next uh, 12 months or so. Yeah, I tell you what, that was the longest post-race interview of all time, Brittany Taylor and Simon A. Miller, after the Miss Andretti Stakes. <laughs> Simon took Simon took the listeners and the viewers on a wild ride. That was uh, that was something uh, out of the box. I don't know if you caught it, Terry, but if you get a chance, jump on the Railway YouTube channel and check out that post-race. That was uh, quite outstanding from uh, Simon A. and Brittany. It was the never-ending story, but um, I suppose he was entitled to be pretty happy with that performance from a mare that's one now won nine of 13 and uh yeah the uh just very very exciting horse is miss kentucky but i before we move on any further chevelle de varga what about this horse meryl haley mm. 
Chevelle de Varga was racing in Broome last year. He's come back to uh, come back to the metro area and has won four on the trot. That was a that was a very very good win with fifty nine and a half on Saturday. Yeah, it was. Trade War obviously didn't lose the admirers. Yeah, he, he, was, um, he was equally as good, I thought, but yeah. Equally as good is mm. exactly the right way of putting it. The thing uh, Chevelle de Varga has is that tactical speed mm. as well, but if you look at their last two hundreds and their last hundred in particular, Chevelle de Varga held Trade War pretty well, actually. Um, so that's probably the sign of a horse that's probably not even done this campaign yet or still has a bit more room to move. But as Meryl did, they interviewed her and she said, now we're probably going to have to go to a 72 plus or something. So that's when it starts getting interesting. Can you carry a bit less weight? Race against some of the bigger boys and um, and continue the uh, well the trend form-wise. But uh, yeah, as, as I said, didn't even have the apprentice on. So if you, you give her the... Uh, given the four points for that win, Keshaw gets his three back. We might be down to the two kilos now. You've still got another win in you if you're looking at a rating point sense before he um uh before he catches up to that. So yeah, it's yeah. Well, the uh, times the, the times he's running, the weights he's carrying, and just his pattern is just yeah, it's quite quite an impressive um, setup they've got going on here with Chevelle de Varga. And I, I even think the second horse is is got a really really bright future as well. Um, again, once again, just had to do all the bullocking work from from back in the field, but but he didn't have to do he didn't have to do any heavy lifting on top of the speed like Chevelle de Varga did as well, and what was a very fast race. So, yeah, two progressive horses, and looking forward to Chevelle de Varga moving into uh, higher grades and seeing how he measures up. But everything suggests that he's uh, that he's on the right path. I think the worry was for me last week was whether he was going to taper off a bit or whether he could continue mm. the to hold that peak. And while I thought Trade War uh, raised the bar again, I thought Chevelle de Varga did as well. So two very smart horses on the up. So it was there was a there was a you know, and then we saw the return to winning form of Billy Ain't Silly and a double for for Colin Webster. So there was a, there was a bit of talent on display there last Saturday and some horses to look forward to. And I suppose the last thing we probably need to chat on is just the whole, we just need to mention it, I suppose, being the WA Racing Podcast is the development this week that William Pike is going to be heading to Sydney to continue his riding career from mid-February onwards, Guru. Yeah, it's, that's very flattening, actually, uh, for, for a number of reasons. Probably the, the main one is he's probably one of the greatest. Well, he's not probably. He is one of the greatest sportsmen in, in Western Australia and probably one of the greatest sports in Western Australia is probably ever, ever seen. Um, so to lose him is extremely disappointing. Forgetting the circumstances, i got no real interest in discussing the circumstances, but just, just discussing what is actually occurring is the fact that we are going to lose him for an indefinite period of time, maybe forever. We don't, we don't really know it. So yeah, it's a major loss to the sport in Western Australia. Um, and yeah, it's a, uh, yeah, it's, it's saddening to some degree. I'm going to go down. Is he riding? Is he suspended on holiday? Where is he at the moment? I don't know. I was, I, I didn't see. Is Chris Parnham's away? Steve Parnham's away? There's a few yeah. of them that are, uh, that are all. Uh, we are taking well-earned breaks. A lot of them, so. <clears throat> yeah, I'd say so. Well, I hope we get to see uh, Pikey one more time in Western Australia because I'll definitely make it out to the racetrack to, um, to, uh, to watch his last couple of rides in uh, WA. No matter, no matter where or when that is, because he's, uh, yeah, he could be a, once in a generation type uh, jockey, I'd suggest. Yeah, well, he's obviously desperate to continue riding. I mean, he, he's that, he, that's what surprised yeah, me as well because yeah. because he's got the, the the kids and the family and the uh, and the farm and everything in Western Australia. To me, it all I always got the feeling that he was sort of willing to call it if. Um, yeah, he, he would have been willing to call it, but it, the, the fire still obviously burns pretty heavy. The only good thing to come out of this is that um, is that he 
is now going to go and compete in some really big races against a lot of really good jockeys. Um, it's sort of, we can see what we wanted to see for a long time and how does he compare over a full season or a couple of full seasons um, on the East Coast. So that, that's that's one positive to take from a pretty uh, ordinary situation. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, like selfishly, the, the three-way battle that has emerged this season, mm. Pike, Chris Parnham, Clint Johnston-Porter, has just added another layer and competitiveness to to the racing. One week, CJP rides three or four. Chris will ride three or four. Pikey goes bang with with four of his own. It's just been it's been great to watch. Uh, two real two young up and coming stars. Chris obviously won the most races of anyone in Australia last last season, so he's well he's well and truly established. Uh, knocked off Pikey to win the um, premiership last year locally. Uh, yeah, it had all the makings of of a really tremendous season of racing the you know the events that and the decisions and the the um, policies that have been put in place have meant that pikey's had to look to to further his riding career uh in sydney that i, I imagine that's the only place he could go that's the way that i'm i'm reading mm. so every other every other jurisdiction in, in australia has the same sort of guidelines as what we're We've we've um, put in place here in Western Australia, and for some reason Sydney that you don't have to be double vaxxed to 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 ride there as a jockey. So I'm not sure how that uh, how that exists or what it is, but obviously it's it's uh, it's the way it is. And and um, William Pike has taken advantage of that and is is willing to move across the other side of the country to continue riding. And and it's, yeah, it's going to be very it's going to be fascinating to see who puts him on, where he's going to base himself. Uh, like it's gonna, have, he's gonna have to put in the hard yards. I don't know how much track work Pikey rides <laughs> these days. Probably doesn't need to have to, but I imagine he's gonna have to go back to his roots and and really dig in and, and ride work for the for the big stables and try to get an opportunity. And we all know how good he is. He's flexed his muscles in Victoria. There's no denying how much talent he has, and I'm sure he'll ride. He's just one of those jockeys who's just gonna ride a heap of winners wherever he goes. But um, but yeah, this whole situation is is unfortunate, but. It might might be um, it might be something that Pikey looks back on in time with uh, I don't know it might be that you know going to Sydney and testing himself might be something he looks back on time with um, with with fondness you know that this this sort of he had to have his arm twisted to do it but yeah he's going to be competing against James McDonald and Tommy Berry and and all the all the outstanding Sydney riders so yeah this will this will be good to to see how he how he measures up I suppose. Uh, yeah, yeah. Just from a, from a punting point of view in Western Australia, I think, um, yeah, I think it's also uh, disappointing to those that have spent a, those of us have spent a long time trying to get a, our head around which of Pikey's mounts of value, what, what he can, what his strengths are as a jockey. Uh, like I already, I think it'll affect my bottom line going forward because um, I'd like to think that with Pikey is he's a jockey that as many people know his horses can be well under the odds but those horses that are well under the odds are often allow us to have a bet elsewhere and then there's the occasion where when he goes on a horse or when he is on a horse and um yeah you suspect it, it's still value so reading Pikey and reading the market around Pikey was a, a pretty big skill that we no longer need in Western Australia so from a punting point of view um yeah it's a it's another negative for me but uh, as you did just say seeing him over race and watching him ride in hopefully some of the big races hopefully he can go win an Everest or what else is big over there the Queen Elizabeth I don't 
geez, I'm, my knowledge of Sydney racing is pretty, pretty <laughs> slim. But hopefully, hopefully he can win a couple of big races. And uh, I, I reckon it's not the last time we've seen him in WA. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, everyone's got their views on on his his stance, and I don't think that we need to go into that on the yeah. uh, on the one one. But uh, yeah, I don't, and I don't necessarily think he needs to be mourned or, or celebrated either way. I think it is what it is. He's a jockey. He wants to continue riding. Sydney is the only opportunity he's got to do so. So he's moving there. It's pretty black and white from that point of view. And and uh, he'll be riding in WA until the uh, mandate kicks in in early February, and then from mid February onwards he'll be in Sydney. And that's just the the way it is. So, Terry, let's uh, take a break and we'll come back with our Ascot preview. Okay, it's time to partner with Betfair and preview Celebration of Life Trophy Day. BJ Ryan, Terry Layton, we are teaming up to record episode 111 of uh, the 1-1, one your one, WA Racing podcast. It is just after 11 a.m. on Thursday, the 20th of January. Pinjara Scarpside today, it's just, this is the first, this is the reopening of the opening of Scarpside today, Terry. Um, yeah, I think we had a meeting there last year, and I don't think it it uh, was 100%, so they put Scarpside on ice, and it's back, Scarpside, this afternoon. Yeah, 400-metre straight. Ascot Esperance on Saturday, and we've got the Mount Barker Sprint Day on Sunday to coincide with the uh, the big Grapes and Gallops event. It's back on Grapes and Gallops uh, this Sunday at Mount Barker for their Sprint Day. Celebration of Life Day. Do you know, have, mm. you ever, have, you ever, have you ever heard of Celebration of Life? Though? No, what I have it? not. And the, what is I don't it? know, but this, this, this card isn't a celebration of life. That's one thing I can tell you, BJ. Yeah, this is a, a celebration of, I don't know, I have got you, nothing coming there. Have, you, Jesus, have you ever heard of Celebration of Life Day? Uh, I haven't. No, it should be every day. Shouldn't <laughs> we? we should be doing that 360. <laughs> apart from when it's 40 degrees or more, we should be doing that every day. This is uh, this has really piqued my interest. I've never heard mm. of this day, and I'm just it's bizarre that we're, uh, we're. It sounds a bit American to me, but I'm happy to be mistaken. But if anyone can, anyone of our listeners can add some add some uh, info on Twitter at the one one pod. Let us know exactly what celebration of life day is, how long it's been going for, and uh, why it's the feature race at Ascot on Saturday. Uh, I'll be very interested. Anyway, moving over to you, Terry. Okay, what's happening? So, uh, celebration of life day lands on January twenty two. Was originally instituted to celebrate the children in our lives. It has come to signify all that's good about being alive. It's easy to forget sometimes, but we are all fortunate to be here. <laughs> that's actually that's actually a real thing. <laughs> It's primarily about spending time with your children. So, yeah. So let's let's talk about a big day on the punt. That's a good idea. There we go. Uh, celebrate. Here we go. Celebration of Life Day was established as a holiday by a former US President, Ronald Reagan, to, to send an anti-abortion, anti-abortion message. What, what are we this? doing? What are What's we going doing? On? <laughs> I don't, I'm, just, I'm just Googling, so I'm just reading what I'm seeing here, but... Theory, mate. Let's just get on with this. Let's just let's just get on with this. This Ronald is going to go down a rabbit hole. Ronald Ray. Celebration of life day. Gee whiz. What about all the people that don't have kids? <laughs> yeah, what am I meant to do for the day? Theory, mate. Where's, where's I Spotty? Find, I have to go find Spotty. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I have to go see Spotty. Spotty will be looking, uh, Spotty will be looking at you when the races are on and you're like not paying him any attention. And he's like, no. Terry, it is Celebration of Life Day, mate. You're supposed to be paying me uh, all the attention. So put yeah, the remote he's, control he's, down, he's buddy. His pats always pend on how many winners I'm back. The more, the, more, the, the more winners, the more pats he gets. <laughs> 
All right. Well, celebration of life. Let's do it. Let's get excited about this uh, this All day. Right. Like we've, we've yeah. yeah, looking forward to it. Oof. Yeah, not nah, very enthused. Um, all right, what's uh, am I, I meant to say something now? And uh, yeah, okay, that's right. Okay, I'm coming now. Ronald Stay Reagan. tuned, stay tuned, BJ, throughout the show for info, uh, on, on Ronald Reagan, for info <laughs> on how you can, uh, <laughs> uh, geez, I've, I've completely lost it here. Stay tuned, uh, BJ, stay tuned throughout the show for info on how you can enter the market, city meets, get out, stakes competition um and don't forget we have our champs versus champ i should say individual champ versus challenger uh toby beat Brittany last week so it is toby against dan cripps he's thrown his hat in the ring um he's going in as a big underdog but i tell you what he's a competitive man so i wouldn't be riding him off but we see dc versus the up-and-comer toby dunn in this week's mastermind bj mm. What's the what's the uh, what's the Betfair exchange suggesting at the moment, Terry, for T Dunn versus D Crips? Uh, I, I'd say dollar twelve, eight nine dollars would be a fair sort of a, a fair shop, I reckon. So, um, yeah, you'd, you'd want to get proper outsiders odds for D Crips. Okay. Well, speaking of Betfair, what's happening with the Betfair edge? Uh, back tomorrow, back on back on Friday, back on air. Uh, still trying to find out if Miles is uh, is is back or not. Miles Fitzner, a little bit of a, Miles Fitzner, a little bit of a sojourn at the moment. But we're back tomorrow. Um, that's that's about as much as I can give you at this point in time. <laughs> <laughs> we're back. We're back tomorrow. I don't know who's going to be co-hosting with me, but I might. We might sort of pull a rabbit out of that, even. So uh, where I'll can see, I'll see can, how we go? Where can we find the Betfair Edge on the app? Yeah, on the app, BJ, on the app, on the, on the Betfair app. Yeah, yeah get SCN. the app. Yeah, it's on the app. Yeah, on the SCN app. So, yeah, here, uh, the, the, as I just said to you before, the last thing in the world I really want to do is talk about this card twice. So, I'm really, uh, I'm really. Doesn't doesn't that. sound like you're celebrating life there, Terry. One bit. No, right? no, you're right. So. You're right. I should I should go find my children. <laughs> so the Betfair yeah, edge is back for the uh, Perth yeah. Racing Jury on, uh, on on Friday. So um, let's get moving into this race mm. day, Terry. So we've got Ascot Saturday, January 22. The rail is in the true position. Very, very hot in Perth this week. We've had a run of 40-degree days and uh, the blistering sunburn on my back would suggest that I wasn't very sun smart at QG Beach the other day. But 40, 40, 40, and we've got a 39 scheduled for Ascot this Saturday. Very hot hot and sunny are we definitely racing yeah we'll run through so run, run the listeners off. run the listeners through all that too <clears throat> well they called it off i think it peaked at 41 it's just hit 40 we're not going to run it's actually the, the the forecast has now changed to 40 for saturday it was 38 39 yeah uh they, they called off wednesday because it hit 40 degrees yeah um, I think was the reason they hit 40 degrees. So if, for me, once you've set a precedent, it's a bit like bad lighting cricket. When you go off for bad light on day one, you have to go off at the exact same marker every single minute. So if the temperature's the exact same on Saturday, just because it's bigger racing and it's worth more, it doesn't make it any less dangerous to participants or the uh, or the horses. So I wonder if they me, will, I wonder if pushing it back to a 2.30 start, 7 o'clock finish will. Well, they were going to, they were going to do a 4.10 start. They pushed it back to a 4.10 on Wednesday mm. and that didn't, that didn't change anything. The actual, the, the peak of the day is like 3 p.m. in the Arvo. So, um, I mean, the, to me, the better option was a 9 a.m. kickoff and get it done by 1 yeah, o'clock. Well, Steve Wolf said the same thing on the phone to me this morning. He's it exactly the same thing. Mm. My my uh, 
I guess my experience with that would suggest that they weren't they wouldn't have been able to secure Sky One time slots if they went earlier. No, oh, Geraldton didn't even have didn't even have vision last week. So I said that. We, to, and, we and have I mentioned that we can't watch trials? <laughs> I said to Steve that would be the reason because the the they wouldn't be able to secure the Sky Racing One channel time slots. And he said, "Well, they never the first few never really jump on on Sky Racing <laughs> One anyway." So I was like, "Well, that's a fair point." Boom, boom. So, um, but, uh, but dear, yeah, mate. well, they're okay. actually I genuinely they've just genuinely updated the forecast. This is probably not going to go ahead. Oh my God! Should we, should, surely, should we surely. talk about Mount Barker? Honestly, let's talk about Mount, Mount Barker. Will be a good betting meeting on Sunday. Let's just let's just honestly skip Ascot and go straight to Mount Barker. Uh, right, I show, so I'll show you some enthusiasm. Right, let's just get into it. Let's get into it. Sorry, yeah, they, don't but, run Saturday, I guess, they, they I guess probably what, will run. They probably will run Monday if they don't run Saturday. Okay. All right. Interesting. I, right. Just, I just made that up. I have no idea. <laughs> But they've got to be a chance to, don't they? Well, yeah, for sure. I mean, they've got Lark Hill trials on, but they probably just moved the trials to Tuesday. Race the uh, move the Ascot meeting to Monday. What are we? What are we looking at temperature wise for Monday? Though? Thirty-five. It's okay. fine. Monday's fine. So that's a dip after uh, after Saturday. Yeah. And then there's going to be there's twelve on Wednesday. Oh, gee, it was great. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. So listeners, um, just be cautious that this meeting is probably only 50-50 to go ahead, just the way that the temperatures are looking at the moment. And going off the precedent, they said by abandoning Wednesday's meeting with a similar temperature. So uh, hot, dry, easterly winds, I imagine. So it says that they they might be adjusting during the day anyway. We'll work that no, out. A, I think by the time it kicks off at 2.30, it'll be a westerly. Okay, all right. Yeah, so, southerly, by, southerly by about three, southwesterly. Yeah, it's going to be all pretty light, but um, rail back in the tree. Last time I went back to the tree, BJ, it actually played um, – the rail was off. The rail was off, O-R-F-F. It was off, off last time uh, they were at the tree. Not one winner settled on the offence uh, the entire day. It could have been horse-related potentially, uh, but worth noting. The one thing I have found, though, when you look at something like that, it never happens again the next time round. So this time, it'll, this time, if anything, it'll probably mean the rails a um, uh, a travelator, and it's uh, it'll play good. So uh, yeah, have a look early, and um, and also I, th- I think there's I think there's been a change in the the management of the track as well. I think they've uh, Perth Racing has appointed a new track manager. So I'm not sure whether that handover has taken place yet or not. But so um, yeah, anything could uh, anything could really unfold with the uh, with the changeover in the uh, I guess the um, the decision making when it comes to our Ascot racetrack on uh, on Saturday with the uh, with the new manager. So we'll see we'll see what happens. As we always say here on the one one, uh, watch the early races and and adjust uh, as the pattern emerges. So let's get started. Okay, race one is the Crown Perth Plate, 1,100 metres for the three-year-olds, and we see the return of the very smart Luke Fernie train spin the knife, last seen in the uh, Ascot three-year-old classic back on October 9, beaten in the last stride by Lewa. Uh, first up, no trial, Mitchell Pateman on board, 60.5, stands out as the horse to beat. Couple of nice horses um, stepping into stepping up in grade in Via Monte and River Rubicon resuming, and of course we've got Pixie Chicks who has been a bit luckless from awkward draws recently and gets gate two with Paul Harvey on board. What's your uh, what's your thoughts on race one of the day? Uh, spin the knife should be very hard to beat. It's all about uh, spin the knife finds the fence. You'd suspect that. 
It will be. Uh, it should just be able to uh, to run a certain time, which they all can't catch. Uh, I couldn't find much to hold it out from that fence. Sars Mitch entered on. Uh, on Sunday, and they might be going that way. I'm not too sure, but it's a stable mate, so it's not going to do that. Viamonte went super with the sit, so you got Cold Chisel with the blinkers on. Um, not sure what they're doing with Cold Chisel. That's to me, you can keep trying to race in this grade, but you're just a few lengths off the moment. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think the yard's going all that well, and I think the yard's placement's off at the moment um, with the DMAC yard. I just think there's some odd decision-making happening there. If you're going to keep going with Cold Chisel's campaign, I thought there might be a nice mid-weeker potentially or something on those lines. Um, but the one horse that could, uh, interestingly, BJ, keep um, spin the knife out, and I don't think many people will probably look at it this way, is Pixie Chicks. Mm-hmm. Pixie Chicks actually won a race leading, a two-year-old race leading from start to finish. And while I'm pretty sure that they will allow a spin the knife to cross eventually. Paul Harvey is pretty, uh, pretty cagey BJ. And it wouldn't surprise me to see him uh, make Mitchell Pateman really work to get across. And if Pixie Chicks follows um, spin the knife everywhere uh, he goes, um, she is flying at the moment. She is absolutely low flying at the moment. She arguably would have won that West speed platinum race with a bit of luck. Uh, She was a run of the race, I reckon behind bopping blue and, and beads and he's a sizzler um, over the thousand metres. The 1100 is probably the perfect trip. Nice draw. Feel a bit sorry for Kira. Finally draws a gate and, and Paul Harvey takes over for the one race. It's probably winnable. And um, yeah, so for me, it's between those two. But um, just to, just just think uh, Viamonte has probably come back a better racehorse as well. So it's hard to get a gauge exactly how much improvement because that was a setup win first up uh, for him. He had the car, he had the camp on the two leaders who sort of chopped at each other a little bit. So he was always going to win that race in the run. But um, yeah, when it comes from spin the knife, I'm $2.05, spin the knife, and I'm $3.75 pixie chicks. So both slightly above my prices, but... I don't really have a, a strong way I want to go. They're about 240, 230 and five bucks at the time of recording. So I'm not desperate to uh, to dive into either. And um, yeah, I might see what uh, the fairest bet throws up late, BJ. Okay. Yeah, I thought spin the knife jumps with Mitchell Pateman on board, looks to control and Luke Fernie uh, should have this bloke ready to rock and roll first up. He's pretty good at getting them uh Fit without a trial uh, has a has class has the uh, has the uh, gets the first look at the the true rail I suppose on Saturday so we'll, we'll know a bit after this particular race anyway. You're right, Pixie Chick should. You're gonna have- tip it. If, are you gonna tip it if it's run on Monday. <laughs> th- <laughs> That's a good. You know, well, if the race if the races are run on Monday, yeah. there is a massive easterly. Well, there's a strongish easterly in play uh, until a lot later in the Arvo. So. I'll tell you what, if it is run on Monday, there'll be uh, any preview that's written from myself at least will uh, will change drastically mm. if the race is a run on Monday. Yeah, the he's got uh, he beat the older horses as a as a three year old. Spin the knife always a good sign. Um, knocked off Mystical View, who was really flying at that stage for Sue Olive, and um, then comfortably accounted for Ruthless Tycoon, although Ruthless Tycoon didn't have a lot of luck on that particular occasion at Belmont. And that Belmont, that Ascot 3 old Classic was a pretty hot 1,000-metre race and just took Lewa, who went on to win the Listia Classic and uh, ran some ran some mighty races in uh, against the best three-year-olds going around during the spring-summer. So well, everything sort of stacks up. It's been the nice that was, way. That was the run of the race. 
Who's that? Spin the knife. That that, yeah, day, that day was running yeah. the race by, yeah. by panels. Like it, it should have been. When you get pressured like that, the entirety of the race sitting on speed, you're entitled to drop out, and not be anywhere near. To be beaten point two of a length is uh, is quite incredible. And brave, um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's super brave. If Mitch finds a rail with it with a degree of ease, and as you said, looks really good at this, it should be very hard run down. I think Pixie Chicks will make a run at Spin the Knife, but I don't necessarily think she can lay a glove on him late. Viamonte, as you outlined, is the is the wildcard. So I actually marked him second fave. Viamonte. Okay. Really impressed with the closing speed. First up when he was saved up, dive through between runners, always always a good sign when horses are willing to to take that opportunity and, and go up and quicken between horses. Uh, Brad Willer, interesting to see whether Sazmat Sazmit comes out or not, because that, that might that might alter the the puzzle from a map point of view. But Viamonte, if he can let down with uh, with really uh, strong closing speed, he might be able to make some things interesting late. But to be fair, I think spin the knife is gonna jump rail lead and he should hold on i was i was 225 okay 225 has been the knife oh there you go we're both uh very similar price lk's um got a fair old hand heading into he'll be he'll be very disappointed i reckon if he doesn't train both the winner of the two and three-year-old magic millions in a fortnight's time yeah yeah he's uh he's really 2022 has really kicked off well for uh, for Luke Fernie, but yeah, two twenty five spin the knife, four dollars via Monte, five fifty Pixie Chicks, and couldn't really make a case for anything else. Okay, oh, I do want to I do want to mention that River Rubicon, nice horse, but is uh, will be doing his best do work late. Forward? I'm not sure. Are they going to go back? Not back sure. Reckon they went. It's got, I reckon it's got the speed to almost find the breeze in a race without a huge amount of of, uh, of pressure. I just thought si- simple logic drawn underneath might push forward. That was the only thing. So, um, But I noticed that, yeah. they were, that they took a sit on it the other day. Yeah, desperate to take a sit too. Yeah. So I reckon they'd prefer to give cover. So if you come across, if they came across River Rubicon, I think they would give it the breeze. But okay. in saying that, is that for the, for the longevity of the campaign? I don't know whether that's the go. Interesting to know River Rubicon's also an acceptor at Mount Barker on Sunday as well. So mm. could um, hedging, could yeah, Steve Wolf hedging his bets there between the Ascot and the Mount Barker for all the big Mount Barker sprint meeting on Sunday. But yeah, we're aligned here. Spin the knife, uh, Mitchell Payton, Luke Fernie. I should get the favourite punters off to a good start in uh, the celebration of Life Day. Moving on, race two. It's this was a f- who's a favourite punter. What is that? I always hear them say that. Oh, the favourite. Are there people that just back all the favourites? Oh, uh, you would think so. Fuck you know, that's not very smart, is it? <laughs> I always hear them say that the favourite punters. I'm like, well, is or is that just an individual saying like for that particular race, favourite punters? I'm in a bit of a bad mood. I think. Sorry, I'll let's, let's I'll, I'll lift from here on. No, you're right. You're right. I'm, I'm I think very, it's just, I'm being I think very it's just a just a just a throwaway line. Terence, yeah, um, I don't like it. You don't like it. It's like when they say, oh, "I should win purely on class." Oh, I can sit twelve t- twelve day the trip with four hundred kilos. It'll win on class though. Just, just that's not how it works. <laughs> <laughs> just, that's, that's why we have weights and scales, and that's why we have barriers and different jockeys. And anyway, just some of the racing sayings are absolute dog shit. That's what we can do better. All right, the Magic Millions Plate Race Number Two. <laughs> Put that on your W Racing wish list, Terry. I'll be going through your preview with a fine tooth comb to find uh, um, racing colloquialisms. Yeah, oh yeah, hundred um, percent. Well, in some good news, Long Knife Brothers back on Sunday, by the way, because I know you've been waiting. <laughs> I think his class will, will, will prevail. <laughs> yeah, I, he's actually not impossible. 
<laughs> just like to know why he's been out for a bit longer than anticipated. Desi Atwell's dual winner. The Magic Millions plate, race two, 1,100 metres. This is a cracker, BJ. I, I didn't watch a lot of the trial on to navigate it the way I had to. Um, it's really disappointing. Like, this is this is a cracker, and a lot of these horses are obviously coming back for this. Then they're going to go race in the, what's it worth, $250,000 race? $250,000, um, yeah. Which be optimistic ran third in last year, and uh, Export Man won the race. Uh, Snipperucci broke its leg as a two dollar favourite, which was probably my fault for the amount of money I had on it <laughs> that day. Um, who ran second? Can't remember who ran second. State of Power was in the race as well. It was hey, meant to go hey, around on Wednesday. Pixie Chicks was a uh, unlucky runner. Pixie well. Chicks yeah. was a yeah. I think it was during our competition. I think Lath and the, and the lads might have been pretty keen that day actually. And Pixie Chicks was a uh, yeah pretty stiff on an inside pad that was a bit choppy. Export but, um, Man beat Heavenly Waters. Heavenly Waters. That's be optimistic third. Stipperucci the uh, Stipperucci the two dollar twenty favorite. Be optimistic, run the race too. Um, anyway, this is a cracking, cracking, cracking looking little uh, 1100 meter plate. Uh, it's a bit of a magic is, means prelude, really, isn't it? It's prelude. Well, 100% is. And mm. the pri- if the prior race is a, is a prelude to the three year old version, which you think it'd have to be, I mean, I presume horses, BTs, the Sizzler, Bopping Blue, uh, Tricks of the Trade is the obvious. Oh, I forgot about Tricks of the Trade. It's the obvious one, isn't it? Tricks I don't know trade. if any of those oh, horses are eligible. Magic Millions. Yeah. yeah, you have to be Magic Millions nominated, don't you? Yeah, that's, that's the thing. Right. So this is probably it. This is the, that the previous race, and it, that's thin. Let's hope not. So um, let's hope. Yeah. Well, I hope. I, I I hope it is. We're looking at throwing one in at a bit of a bit of a bit of a bit of an outside of it. I tell you what, if if you can race for third and third's paying. Reasonable whack, then why not? Mm. Why not have a bloody crack? But anyway, onto this race. This is a uh, yeah, some really really nice trialers. The ones I uh, could be bothered watching. Um, <laughs> Red Hot Goods debuts two hundred twenty thousand dollar cult. Do you remember Hot Goods? Uh, yeah, um, I do remember Hot Goods. Yes, mm. I do remember Hot the Goods. Dam, Very the quick. dam of Red Hot uh, Goods. It's Hot Goods. Yes, no, and it's. Um, yeah, no, very, uh, very quick, and they pay two hundred twenty thousand. They've left its merchandise on as well, so they'll be hoping to uh, to uh, win a couple of races and maybe uh, send it out to to stud potentially mm, be the first, plan. But the uh, first five races, hot goods back in the day, so mm, very fast. Yeah, this this looks like a a messy little speed mat. There'll be quite a few that want to jump and run and be uh, somewhere over the speed. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a fascinating one. You can get a sort of a gauge. One thing I was trying to look up, BJ, Celebrity Icon ran second to no peer in a trial. Luke Fernie, uh, it's a two-year-old of his. It was a very impressive two-year-old. Is that a, is that a bob horse? Does Luke have a bob horse? No, I, I thought that as well. Uh, I, let couldn't me find the, I couldn't find the ownership. No matter where I no matter where I looked, I couldn't find the uh, that the was list a, of That owners. was a very nice trial, wasn't it? Mm, yeah. Let me check here, that was, Terry. Okay. But anyway, it's a, uh, no, yeah, that's very a, interesting. That's a LK Fernie owned and operated. But he's, I think he's just, uh, if you can't beat him, join him. And he's gone for the similar race name, Celebrity Icon. It does sound like it should have should be wearing Cerise and White, though. Yeah, certainly does. Mm. But um, uh, look, there's a lot of different ways you could go here. And um, opinions will be well and truly divided. Uh, I don't know how to map a victory or whatnot, but the most impressive winner I've seen. Uh, big, strong run data-wise as well. Loved all of its trials. Uh, street Parade. It's, it's probably not going to get me at four bucks here from Barrier 14 because um, it's going to need a proper, proper steer. But, um, yeah, going ahead to next week's or uh, well, next fortnight's Magic Millions. Pinjarra, two-year-old race. If we can draw a better gate, I think it'll be super hard to beat, BJ. 
yeah, I think Street Parade will push forward from the draw. It bounced two lengths in front of its opposition, that 400-metre breeze-up trial the other day, and then Sean McGrady just had a stranglehold of it over the final 150 metres. So uh, if if it can utilise that gate speed from the uh, from the draw, work forward under its under its own steam in a, in a rhythm. I think Street Parade's got strength. I think it's got I think it's got a lot of talent and. Um, yeah, unless it has a torrid sort of run, three wide, pushing on top of a really strong tempo that might see it gas I don't, out. I don't think it's finding. I don't think it's finding the breeze. The first two is it in running? Oh, I don't know. I just think with two year olds from a wide alley, a lot of these are going to be educated to jump and run. A lot of Roy's, especially. You got Roy Rogers got the two runners in there. They're both going to be instructed to be ridden for speed. You suspect yeah. Yeah. Um, with Bo and Jade on them. The second emergency, if it gets a run, I know it, it probably we won't. It's going to take up one of those first two spots. The great well, that water, was it's that was a, a lot. That was another thing i mean um, even frantic frantic war led um on yeah, Boots, frantic war. Yep. yeah exactly right no no peer from barrier one it was pretty quick and it's uh it's most recent trial i suspect they'll be trying to kick up so it's for me he's gonna have to take a sit i love how it took a sit um and sean mcgrady's probably probably uh the pick of the hoops at finding a spot from wide gates as well so look i think i think you're just sort of paying for him getting some luck but you're yeah. also paying for the fact that he's running into a, a two hundred thousand dollar colt he's running into she's a belter who i don't think beat much but did so in pretty good fashion and he, if the speed goes on and it's a mess out in front it's the one that's got a win with that mo on the yeah. board already so that's in its favor uh she's graceful had absolutely no luck uh no peer was a really nice trial winner it, it's pretty hard to knock it um man crush i think finds it hard from 10 with holly on i think it ends up in a in a sticky spot but um yeah it, it's a really it's a really nice uh, a really really nice race and as you said a, a prelude to the uh to the big one in the fortnight's yeah. time yeah i went street parade on top from hot uh, red hot goods been well everyone would have been impressed if you could get the vision of uh, red hot goods as trial efforts and uh his his most recent was a four hundred, but he did trial over the thousand last prep and went to the line under under a really good hold from Brad Parnham on that occasion. And uh, the second horse in that particular trial, the Desert Fox, met with support when it actually stepped out and raced. Uh, wasn't too bad a run actually, the Desert Fox. So I think that was the stable mate to Red Hot Good. So this horse has got uh, it's a lead in its trials. It also took a sit in that thousand meter. Trial, so it's not a uh, one-trick pony, uh, but yeah, I think it's between those two: myself, Street Parade, and Red Hot Goods. She's a belter. Uh, will has sort of got back in its trial and got back on debut. Its trial was a six-horse trial. It was an eight-horse uh, debut where they sort of strung out due to the stablemate costume party whizzing around and putting some mid-race speed into that. Well, they sort of strung out. Will she's a belter get? similar galloping room and similar uninterrupted passage into the into the race in this full 14 horse field that's from gate five that's my concern with her and i agree with your your review of the man crush i think it's going to be hard for holly from that from that draw on a, on a horse that um has plenty of ability though but for me i reckon it's between street parade and red hot goods they've they've been mighty impressive in everything that they've done so far and uh looking forward to to this clash leading into the two hundred fifty thousand dollar Magic Moons are two weeks time. Yeah, no, I'm with you. Um, it's just about whether the four. I mean, I I didn't mark this race. It's very hard to mark these type of races. It's just about whether the four bucks, four twenty, four fifty, sort of gets you or not. That's yeah. the that's the query. As I said, it was a big it was a big ratings win as well. So I don't know whether it wobbles out even with the with the awkward gate, which is. It's the hard part. So what, what price would get you for, for a bet or is it more just a watch race from Barrier 14? Uh, no, I'll, I'll be 
I reckon I'll be having something on from a, if I can get four dollars, something like that. So mm-hmm. I'll, I marked it three fifty and red hot okay. red hot goods five fifty. Okay. Yeah, I think if I had a marked it, they would have been the clear top two for me as well. But uh, as always, a bit of guesswork with the youngsters. And, yeah, you give Street Prey to Gate and you're probably sort of happy diving in at um, yeah. $2.80, $2.90, $3 type thing. So exciting times for Russell Stewart, though. And, uh, yeah, Sean McGrady, Russell Stewart have a nice little uh, affiliation when they team up. Yeah, that that debut win was excellent, wasn't it? I'm not, not surprised that it rated well. Should attract Snowdome, who we all sort of like a bit in the run. Snowdome kicked clear, looked like it was going to probably win, but Street Parade just stalked it and came across its heels and gunned it down. That was a bit of quality about that performance. So really like this horse. And as you said, Russell looks like he's got a nice one here, but the draw makes things a bit awkward. So if there's a four there that um, I don't think there is at the moment, then um, that'll do me for Street Parade. All right, race number three, the Tab Touch West Speed Platinum Handicap. Over 1,600 metres, um, pass. Yawn. <laughs> Just pass. There's nothing like, there's absolutely nothing between. Uh, <laughs> all in red, gold merits, snippy miss. They're Speed all pretty bird. tightly bunch. Um, Speedbird's a point of difference yeah. runner, I guess. we don't. It hasn't raced against them. But, um, yeah, those bunch, there's very little between them. Um, snippy miss up to 1,600, gets a kilo and a half against it. You'd feel that's a bit of a neg for snippy miss. All in red. Probably needed it, but it's a horse that I've I've done my ass on all in red a lot of times now, and I'm sick of doing my ass. I feel like I said that about pink carrots last week. Tell you what, we were right with Agent Kensington. Got out yeah. to eleven dollars. Yeah. Uh, just got it was a couple in the day where I, I was just a I hated when Double Jeopardy got crossed. Yeah, that that really cooked that, us. That's that what probably cost us the yep. race. Yeah, and then and then Gemma's son, I genuinely believe, had Caracapo not begun that well and found the fence. Gemma's son ends up it just ends up in a world of hurt. If she if Gemma's son follows Claire Clairvoyance gave a really big kick, as expected, top of the straight. Gemma signs out and running. I don't know if Miss Kentucky gets it. So just a couple of maps, but that, that's, always the, that's always the problem when you're relying yeah. so heavily on a map. If the map didn't work out like that for Gemma and it got held up for a second, it was always going to get – like, it's sprinted at the same time as Miss Kentucky. And, um, yeah, that's the problem with how I punt sometimes. It's really – you're relying on an exact it was, formation. It was a bit of, the, bit of the story of the day, though. Kicker goal, son, was one pair back. I thought trade war mm. – if trade war lands one pair one, one pair closer or two lengths closer, if, if trade war can land in front of praying with God – then I think he he really stretches Cheval de Vaga, kick a goal. Stun. I thought praying with God took it into the race okay-ish, just okay-ish. okay-ish. Like, I okay-ish. thought I thought it was going to be gone a lot earlier. Like yeah. I thought it was going to be gone a lot earlier. Kick a goal, son. We should have. I messaged you after that race. I was very annoyed at myself because I dove in when it hit three bucks, and um and I, I I had it mapped out the back there. I had it mapped out. They've been riding it cold on purpose. They've been riding it cold, and I still I still dove in. I was a bit uh, yeah, just a little bit frustrated with that because we. we I, I don't. I actually think it was it went well. Around the fastest splits of the whole day. And it was always going to go. Yeah, it was always, but it was going to. There was no issue in that occurring. I think it should have won though. Like it was the. But the, it was just. It was back to the twelve hundred meters, which was always going to be from that position. Was always going to. Is be, that what beat her, or was it just the circumstances? Uh, that's hundred. No, well, that's. It was always going to be in those circumstances. Well, that, that's no, because I, I was frustrated myself. It landed behind Fiery Water, who wasn't supposed to really be there. And Fiery Water was an absolute roadblock. So, anyway, if it led, then it would have pushed it all back on anyway. So. Yeah, or if it landed behind express time. Get out of the bloody way, Pikey. <laughs> oh, yeah, Clint Clint could have got going earlier. That's yeah. the thing. Well, he, he was, was 1,400. He, he was 14 down to 12. He could have got going earlier for a horse down in trip, and he didn't. I think he was waiting for Pike to get going, and then he was, was thinking about going up inside Fiery Water, and then he had to end up going around it. So, yeah, um, yeah it should have won. Should have. Could have. Didn't. Yeah. Anyway, who wins this? 
don't know. Don't care. <laughs> Genuinely couldn't give a rat's toss who wins this race. Uh, this is this is horrific. You want to talk about Champagne Girl? <laughs> no, I don't want to talk about Champagne Girl, BJ. I don't know. Um, that that was sick. Now, as I said to you, there's a, there's a, Clint horses are going better for Clint than anybody else, but he is riding some. Um, it always looks like he doesn't. That, that ride on Constant Dreamy a while ago, it always looks like he just give up. Oh, I'm not going to get out now. Like if you watch that last start, and I, I absolutely declared Champagne Girl at its last start at Pinjarra, a little transferred race from Narragin. We backed at tens into about four fifty. Um, I have a small fortune. Yes, I am talking out of my pocket. I got no issue. I'll always talk out of my pocket. Uh, it's entertaining. I hope. Um, but he just uh, he had an opportunity at about the three hundred appeal wide, getting the clear air. But he, so he just sat up behind him the entirety of the straight. Like it was. Have you did you watch a replay of that? Yeah. Yeah, it was yeah, a stable was mate. Just, that the stable mate that got in its way, actually. Yeah, wild galah, but he, he still had the opportunity to pop out of the three. He did. It's just, he did yeah. I don't know. Again, it's just a negative correlation because it's happened a lot of times. I back Clinton a lot because I like him as a jockey, and obviously, I you, you, you feel like when he gets one in the right spot, they go for him and they love him. But um, yeah, a lot, I just had a lot of, of CJP held up the entirety um, in the last couple of months, and uh, that was that was a painful. One. <laughs> <laughs> But no, I'm not. I don't. This is a harder race. I'm not backing up with a champagne girl here. So one thing I'd love to say, uh, it, the fact it's nine dollars probably tells you a story about this race. I'd love to see them lead on Petite La Femme. I'd yeah. love to see yeah. them just say, "Bugger this! I'm going to go and roll forward and lead." But um, yeah, I don't. I don't know if they will. But so look, a little weight swing from the map. All in red's got to be. Got to be hard to beat. I, I initially thought I'd find Speedbird, but I'm $7, $8 Speedbird. Speedbird is a Belmont horse. This is Ascot from last on a hot day. Gee whiz, that's going to it's gonna require a bit. Those taking the $3.60 are, are braver than me. That's, that's all I'll say. But, um, yeah, something, yeah. something I, will win. I tip Speedbird to be all in red. I was looking for more like 420, 440 sort of Speedbird at the moment. We're looking 350 uh, So. Um, yeah, um, but last 59 and a half, last time Brad Willa rode Speedbird to sort of lost touch with them at a key moment and flashed late for fourth, which didn't really help either of us. But, um, but hopefully Brad can, can tack onto something and sweep into the race with momentum on Saturday. But yeah, it's a bit of a, a bit of a no go zone race for me, race three. Yeah, no go. I was trying to find something wild. I was like, oh, can Dar sell Nick this? Oh, can it go forward and Nick this? Um, yeah. What I'm hoping what on about this gold day, merits? I not, gold merits for the tailors. Uh, it's just the, just the barrier. Yeah. It's just the barrier up to the mile. I, I thought on. It, yeah, but again, it, it was in that that bunched finish. Now it gets a kilo and a half off Snippy Miss. It was in that bunched finish with a bunch of them finished, I think, 0.6 of a length yes. apart. So yeah. if it gets the right run into it as well. But, I mean, if – it gets the right run into it from 10. You've got to think Speedbird's near its back. And I'm with you in thinking that maybe Speedbird will out sprint gold merits. Yeah. But then again, there's five, five and a half kilos between the pair of them. So yeah. Um, yeah. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm hoping what we see on the day is something very definitive. Like we see like a massive on pace day or we see a massive cold rail. We see something really definitive. And then that allows me to find some bets from there. That's what I'm hoping we see on Saturday. Okay. Race four. Race four over the 2200, the Bell Horse Racing Stables, uh, 66 plus BJ. Um, yeah, another race that's hard to get overly enthused about. Come right back, I tell you what, it's a it's a big loss, William Pike off to, to Holly Watson. Um, yeah, and I don't think we're getting the price. I don't know. What are we talking? Three thirty. I was three. I think I'm bang on three thirty. But it's sort of like if it's four dollars, I'm not betting. You yeah, know, was, we didn't take the four dollars. Fifty. Yeah. 
Yeah, so it's we, we want the price to to be taking Holly over William Pike. Black Chips gets a nice barrier swing as well, lands right behind them. Truly reliable is the big watch horse, I think. Yep. Um, horribly ridden in the Perth Cup, horribly ridden in the ATA. Just a bit more patience. Well, and I, the blinkers go the blinkers go off. I, right. I actually think this is a tremendous combo. I think I think Ray Vincent is training better than probably one of the most underrated trainers in, in Western Australia. I think Shelby's actually one of the more underrated jockeys as well. But I think I'm just surprised with how aggressive they've tried oh, to be yeah. earlier. And, so, and now they and now you take the shades off. Like the reason the horse has been firing up is because you've been riding it out the gates. Yeah. Just let it set. Just let the, it settle. The, the incredible thing is it's been ridden quiet, ridden quiet, ridden quiet. And then mm. the ATO mm. that was you get the, to the big races. That was the day that you just there was no need to ride it as aggressive. Mm-hmm. She actually rode it quite well to slot in from there, but it, but by using it early, it it over raced and 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 wasn't suited. And then in the Perth Cup. Uh, from yeah, um, that was just that was wasn't the right tactics for that horse. Would have been better off just going back and just sticking to the plan. Uh, however, anyway, that's uh, lessons learnt across the board. There, they come back to its right ratings. They've taken the blinkers off. Hopefully, they just go back to riding it quiet and let it let it use its its strength and speed, late, closing speed late in the race. Yeah, that is definitely the best option. Yeah. If you go back through its forms, like it probably should have won the uh, the race one the by Belmont, Tina Belmont Kutu. Classic, wasn't it? All the, yeah, yeah, some astute punters declared that at 10 to 1. Uh, Tina Kutu, Crescent City was second. It should have probably won that race when uh, if she pulled out at the 600. Mm-hmm. Just um, something went around and just uh, held her in a pocket. Arguably goes close to Tina Kutu. Then just missed Baranova. Yeah. Same race as Chile is hot, over 2,000 metres. So that was the form's classic, all there. Yeah. Yeah. Big weight swings on come right back from the Perth Cup, which is understandable how far out of his grade he was racing. But, um, yeah, he'll run a really nice race. $8.50 is above my price as well. I'm closer to the uh, – around about the $5.60. What am I? five sixty? truly reliable. That's not with a huge amount of confidence. I haven't even considered having a bet at this point in time. Um but, yeah, I mean, you look at the other horses around, and the Roan Ranger just loses races out the gates. And even if it doesn't, you trust the reliability of a horse to get past him. Concord Zone's got to be close to out of chances. I know CJP goes on. I don't but, think, the, I don't think it's name. a 2,000-meter-plus horse, Concord Zone. That's why I liked it the no. other day. It had no weight in its back, had the gun run, and it was just – it couldn't go with him when the pressure went on. So that, no. was, that, that was suggested to me that unless there was something underlying on the day that – we don't know about it. Just suggested to me that it found the the truly run twenty two hundred beyond it. But um, what about mm-hmm. what do you think of Chuck a lot last said day? I thought yeah. the run was alright. Yeah, and no, that's definitely capable of winning. It's yeah. the best, probably the best best form reference going into us. It. Its yeah. last win at Sandown was uh, led the whole way over two thousand or two thousand plus. Uh, its best, its only, its previous placing was when it ran second. It led the whole way as well. So yeah. maybe maybe in a race devoid of speed, BJ, um, they might go. Hell, hang on, this horse has showed its. Uh, uh, it showed well. It's had success leading. Let's go forward. And Chuckalike from Barrier Ten could uh, could end up leading him up. And um, yeah, just just purely on that fact, it's got to be a major player. Free I solo, so too, yeah. free solo, just basically loves Browns, just loves milk, just absolutely laps up milk. Uh, free solo wins this. That'll that'll do me. I reckon. I was on last start, and Bradwell Willie gave it a four hundred out of ten, and the fact it could not beat. 
Um, who's that weak animal? Hoist the colours for the breeze. <laughs> no, nah, I'm sorry. If it, if it wins this, then no, nah, that'll do me. Lady Duckworth's just plotting. Um, fire away can win the race. If Fire away drew a gate, I would have marked Fire away five or six bucks, I reckon. It, from barrier 11, it'll roll forward. Fire away is not an apprentice's horse. It's not a bar- It's not a rail horse. Uh, it'll roll forward and run far better than at $16 each way. It probably stops even even longer than that, to be honest with you. But, um, yeah. I, uh, tough race. I tipped come right back in the leg up. If I had my time again on reflection and just the way this this uh, market has has uh, taken shape this morning, I reckon I might even, might even have something on Chuck a Luck now. I thought that run for yep. fourth the other day, just the way it kept whacking forward away. Back. What do you reckon they do? Do you reckon they go forward? Do you reckon if they do go forward, they'll tell us they're going forward? That would be nice. Um, <laughs> what do you reckon they're going to do? Oh, speaking of tactics, come right back. From six, uh, I'd tell Holly to ride it in its comfort in its comfort zone. And if you lead, don't be don't be worried. Yeah, but just don't. If a horse comes around and takes you, I remember the day a horse came around with Lactar. I'd come right back. It took it on. He then took a sit halfway through the race. Yep. That's the worst ride of all time. It kicked back and won the race. It was yep. super tough. So uh, it brained him last start. That's the thing. Yeah. It really gave him a good yeah. old good old fashioned touch up. So, but if, it yeah, just, the it thing just is, I'm going. Oh, pie. do I? It loved 100% pie. It yeah. loved pie. It loved the track on the back of yeah. Black Chips. Um, yeah. So if I'm going, oh, geez, Black Chips, big swing, that's a really nice positive. Oh, come right back. Geez, a brain, and that's a big positive. Oh, truly reliable. It's it's the one that can improve in the point of difference. Runner. That's a big positive. Chuck a luck can roll forward. It's a big pile. I'm considering 60 for a bear. Do you know what that means? What does that mean? Probably shouldn't bear. Okay. Probably have no idea. Probably have no idea. Yeah. Tough race, the 2200 rating, 66 plus, and mm. uh, I suppose this is an example of uh, life without William Pike. <laughs> We've got it to certainly look forward is. to from uh, from it's, February onwards. So it's a fascinating, it's well, a fascinating okay. meeting with, six, with no Pike, Pike Parnham, Steve Parnham. Yeah, um, yeah, it's a fascinating meeting. 61 question, 61 and a half with William Pike on board. What price would you take? Come right back. Um, I I think I'd take the current price. I'd yep. probably have it. $2.40 or something, I think, yep. Yep. $2.30. So with the claim, I, I've probably got it a point longer. So you're getting three kilos, but yeah, same. Um, you'd have a degree. I was a bit annoyed at myself last start because I priced it 3.30. It was 4.50 throughout betting. Mm. I never had a cent on and then it jumped about 3.40, so I couldn't back it late. So I didn't actually end up backing it. I was a bit annoyed at myself because if you get pike a point longer than your price, you probably just take it. You know, you don't, you don't even think about it twice. But that's racing. Anyway, who are we tipping? Um, I don't know. I'm not tipping it. Fire away each way. Chuckalack each way for me. Uh, all right, all let's right. take a break and we'll come back with the uh, Mundaring Hotel, WA Racing Mastermind. Okay, uh, BJ, it is now time for the Mundaring Hotel's WA Racing Mastermind competition. That is correct, Terry. The Mundaring has been heart of the hills since 1899 located up on Jacoby Street in Mundaring. If you get an opportunity, if you're in the neighbourhood, drop in, have a chat to the publican, Ian Butchie O'Connor. Say good day, let him know you're a 1-1 listener. I'm sure he'll go through the Magic Moons sale catalogue with you. He's got his highlighters out, all the four coloured pens. He's ready to rock and roll for the uh, for the big sale coming up next month is uh, our man Butchie. So um, let's welcome this week's challenger, Terry. We've got friend of the podcast, podcast regular, uh, absolute gun, punter, tipster extraordinaire. Welcome back, Daniel Cripps. Thanks, BJ. Just um, still trying to get my head around how I've ended up in this sticky situation, but it's all good. 
<laughs> oh, I reckon it was. Uh, I reckon it was around the time you were showing me your peroxided hair, actually, Crip, and I, uh, and uh, and you were thought, oh, yeah, no, I'll have a go. At that I'll have a go. At that it might have been the decision might have been influenced by a beer or two as well. But uh, I'm glad you're a man. I'm glad you're a man of your word. There's many other people that have said they do it, and you know, go and ask them, and they say, no, 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 I don't think so. So I'm glad. Uh, no matter how, no matter how this goes, you stand tall and stand proud. <laughs> Well, the um, to a bit of background. I was actually, I guess, the Dutch courage came from yeah at your Christmas party, but because I, my partner Dane and I, um, in the bowls, we had Brittany and yeah, Greeny round should one. Specify, and, you should specify the yeah. Bowls, I want to yeah. specify this. So, to put it mild, mildly, we um, yeah, we gave them a little bit of a lesson round one. I think it was to the tune of seven zip. But at the time, Brittany was the mastermind, and she was very quick to just remind me about that. Uh, Made sure I had a, a little. I was being a bit disrespectful. She thought so. Yeah, look. After a few more beers, I thought, all right. Well, I've got you measuring bowls. I might as well have a crack on the mastermind. Unfortunately, which is my fault. Couldn't do it last week, and I was hoping that you know she would be able to get through to the next round. And you might have given her like put maybe big horse back on or something just to give her a three <laughs> week into number three. The big <laughs> but what? But what have you done? You went and got the uh, forget about the pretender in the. In the papers, you've got the real whiz kid on, and um, and yeah, now here we are. <laughs> That's a tremendous little spiel. That I is love a late Cripper. I reckon that'll be the highlight of this entire podcast. Cripper's actually going for uh, a very rare treble here, Terry. He's a mm. previous Get Out Stakes winner, almost won it again last week. He is the current, along with Dane Hollingworth, the current uh, oh. best bowler. And now he's going for the mastermind. <laughs> so get out stakes, best bowler mastermind. This is this could be a historic day for the one one podcast, Terry. Yeah, this this could be. I don't think it's something that'll ever be uh, achieved again. <laughs> we only get the only really get the opportunity to do it once a year, don't you? So it's um yeah, no, it could be uh it could be something. But there's a fair old roadblock in his way, BJ. Wizkid, the new Wizkid. The better Wizkid. Toby Dunn, welcome back to Defend Your Title, my friend. Hey boys, it's um, good to be back. It's been a nice week with the the, the title over my head. Has it helped you uh, find any more winners, Toby? There's been well, no racing. We haven't had any midweek racing, but um, no, I had a good day Saturday, I suppose, and back to the Kenny Lock in the sprint on Sunday, so maybe it has. Very good, very good. So, Daniel, <laughs> I think Kenny, Kenny Luck was one of the questions. <laughs> <laughs> we just had to delete that question. That's, that's gone. <laughs> no, 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 you can, you can oh, keep it in. Don't, don't worry about that. No. I'll just get it. I actually said to BJ as well. I reckon Crip probably hasn't followed Gerald at all, so that's uh, that's a big win for Crip early. He's drawn first blood before we've even started. <laughs> uh, thanks, Ruth Kid. You're welcome. <laughs> All right, guys. So we've got Daniel Cripps versus the current mastermind, Toby Dunn. Your names are your buzzers. To be crowned this week's mastermind, you'll, be, you'll need to be the first to answer three questions correctly. Okay, it's my turn now, isn't it? Mm. All right. <laughs> Challenger, are you ready? Let's do it. Mastermind, are you ready? Yes, sir. Three, two, one. Okay, who am I? I've amassed just short of half a million dollars across my 69 career starts to date. From my nine attempts 
enlisted or black type company, I have never been successful, but I have finished in the top four in seven of those nine attempts. I've had 21 different jockeys ride me in races and I've had two different trainers. In my last 18 starts, I've only drawn inside barrier seven on three occasions. I'll enjoy barrier three on Saturday. Oh, oh. was that a, that's a ding donger. Did you jump in there, Crip? Uh, I'll tell you what, if I'm not first here, there's definitely a delay. Oh, yeah, there's a delay because I was, I was clearly first on there as well. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, we're this is, this got to stop happening. Yeah. This has got to stop happening. Oh, dearie me. Benefit to the underdog, isn't it? I couldn't split them. The I, I couldn't split them. Oh, I really like this one too. Yeah. Um, we're going to have to move on to the next question, unfortunately. It was a, it was a dead oh, heat. It was a dead oh, heat. Oh, no. <laughs> well, let's say, did, did we both <laughs> knew the answer though? Crip, uh, was the answer? Luke's yeah, gold. Okay. I, sh- I share a name with the, f- with the first name with the trainer of Spin the Knife and my last name is a valuable commodity. <laughs> I'm Luke's girl. I am Luke's girl. Uh, well, what we'll do is just, yeah, we might, we'll get the footage out later and just have a listen. Just We might be able to etch a, an extra point onto the screen. <laughs> All right, we fellas. Well, uh, uh, the score remains locked together. Zero, zero. Okay. Name the two trainers that have won seven two-year-old races between them so far this season. Crip. Is that Crip? Luke. Yep. Uh, Luke Turney and Dion Luciani. Oh, oh, very good. It could be 2 0. It was could just... be 2 0. Imagine <laughs> it. I thought that Toby said Crip. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. thought Toby got his name wrong. Yeah. That was very confusing. Yeah. Man. Yeah, I tell you what, this is what the crowd wanted. There's a chance of a treble here. There's right. a chance of a three timer. Toby's on the back foot early. Cripper won. Toby yet to score. Next question. This weekend's Celebration of Life trophy was previously known as the Australia Day trophy. Toby. Toby, uh, Toby definitely, yeah. Toby? Oh, no. Um, yeah, you're absolutely cooked here, buddy, by the way. And Crip gets the whole question. And I think it's a gimme from this memory. Is good. This is great. This is fantastic. I'll just put myself right on the back foot. Um, Three. Oh, I'll go tr- two. One. She's a lie. <laughs> oh, this is good. Cripper, this week's Celebration of Life trophy was previously known as the Australia Day trophy. Who piloted She's Alike to victory last year? Oh, you're kidding. I'll go Patrick Carberry. Oh, oh this is it. This, the way this is working out is quite incredible. Cripper 2. Toby, you've Toby. absolutely... If you were a Port Adelaide full forward, you'd be Johnny Butcher, I reckon. <laughs> that's, that's how you'd be, Toby. You've absolutely butchered that. Jeez, you pulled I was, I was getting ready. I was ready to say the previous name, and then you got halfway through saying Australia Day Trophy, and I thought, oh, well, this isn't good. <laughs> I think I was, yeah, that was a good one to lose. I think I was on the Chris tried to go the early crow as well. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> All right. Here we go. Joey has a party, and Lindsay Smith teamed up to win last year's Mount Barker sprint with what? Toby. Ho- Toby. Silence. Oh, two one. Toby's on the board with a Z. With a Z. Silence. That was the, they uh, raced him out, Barker. Did they? 
That was to, to, win, to win last year's Mount Barker Sprint. What horse? It was. He's solid. trying to give Toby some half volley so he can try and catch up. All right. <laughs> which, can I get the Kenny Luck question now? <laughs> which okay? Which of these horses is yet to win a group or listed race? True Attraction, Dom to Shoot, or Salaya? Crip. 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 True Attraction. Toby. Um, Three. Or Dom to Shoot. Two. Oh, he's got it. Oh. He's got it. <laughs> True Attraction. He's the morning thinking yeah. he's not listed. Not listed. Not that's, listed. That's what I was trying to work out in yeah. my head. Yeah, not listed. We almost come a cropper on that. I almost come a cropper on that myself. So, uh, True Attraction won uh, a listed uh, Belmont. Did it win the Diana or Belmont Classic? Um, as a three on. Okay. Two. Two. Oh, which question are we going to go to? <laughs> All right, we've had to scrap the Kenny Luck question, so let's go. Here, right, here we go. Two all. Oh. This, is, this, is for, this is for the victory. Name the filly that defeated Spin the Knife in the final. Toby. Toby. Or Lee one? Oh, he's got it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Toby I thought done. you were going somewhere else when you half followed on from the question. Toby done. And then his moments, just... a, bit like, a bit like watching Lee <laughs> That Well, that had to be the spin the knife and Lee were about it, that mastermind, didn't it? Gee whiz. Uh, Toby done. you've pulled a rabbit out of the hat. You've scrambled to a 3-2 victory after a, over a gallant Daniel Cripps. Toby, how are the nerves, mate? Well, I was, I was promised a free win, but after going 2-0 down, I was, I was getting a bit scared. I was. <laughs> Cripper, Cripper, any words? You, any in, words? Uh, I feel a bit like Cutler also backed his son, namely the Panther and Forever Dreaming. <laughs> Home until the uh, shadows of the foes. <laughs> uh, do you know what you should have done? You went very slow to the band, had a nice lead. You should have let it go. You should have let it go oh, on the no. band's trip. That's what you should have done. Oh, no. So just, oh, for everyone, just from everyone's uh, knowledge, uh, True Attraction won the 2019 listed Aquanita Stakes. So uh, that is just to clarify that question. But, um, yes, it was a photo finish. It was a cracking mastermind. Uh, but Toby Dunn, he survives a scare and he's uh, made it two victories. WA, uh, the Mundaring Hotel, WA Racing Mastermind. Congratulations, Tobe. Thanks, mate. I'll be back next week to try and make it through. Hopefully a bit less scary. Cripper. Well, we haven't, Cripper, we haven't actually asked you. We haven't actually asked you back yet, Tobe. <laughs> <You're okay, laughs> oh, oh, well, yeah, I don't have to, but it'd be nice. Cripper, like you, you went oh so close. I think we're going to have to get you back on at some stage for another crack. Would you be keen? Um, maybe down the track, but yeah. uh, this, one, this one's going to sting for a while, so I uh, just want to uh, let the dust settle and uh, yeah, let's maybe talk in six to twelve months. <laughs> well, well, we very uh, <laughs> so very quiet uh, celebration of Life Day card. Not much enthusiasm for us. So thanks for giving us a highlight. Crip Pinjara two weeks time. It's looking like a um. It's actually looking like a cracking meeting uh, from all reports. A lot of good horses heading there. We any chance of getting you on the pod to uh, do the deep dive with us? Yes, yeah, that does interest me a heck of a lot more. So lock me in. So that's for the oh, uh, Magic Moons uh, race day, Pinjara, in two weeks' time. That's uh, the 5th of Feb. So congratulations wonderful. once again, Tobin. We'll catch you soon. Crip up. All right. Thanks, boys, and well done, Toby.
Well, what about that, Terry? It was mm. on a nice yeah. edge. It was on a nice it, edge. It certainly was. I thought for Crypto Win, he needed probably a little bit of luck. He needed a little bit to go his way, and he got the um, Toby do- uh, dove in with She's the Light. What was the question he got before that? What put Crypto 1 nil up? Uh, the two odd question, Luke Fernie and Dion. Yep, Lucia, so he was, yeah. yeah, no, very quick there. And um, yeah, I tell you what, if, if we get the footage back and, and he was first in, that would have made him 3 nil up and I would have oh, been game I oh, almost dear. hoped for that because I, I love controversy on the mastermind. <laughs> I, I caught I caught controversy on the mastermind. So um, yeah, the sirens might be flashing. And um, but yeah, I love how he called out the big horse though. That was, yeah. that was really good. That was a good throwback. But he did have an opportunity to win. He put himself in, in the, in the spot to win in the uh in the multi-choice question and he went the uh, true attraction over dom to shoot dom to shoot being the correct answer with the mornington guineas being not listed so it was uh it was there for the taking and then uh toby just swooped as uh similar to Lewa did in the final bound of the Ascot, three-year-old classic to knock off Spin the Knife. So that is the Mundaring Hotel WA Racing Mastermind for episode 111 run and done. Congratulations to Toby Dunn. And um, we better keep moving forward with this preview, Guru. All right. Race five is the Valet Dr. Joe McDermott Handicap. 1,100 metres ratings, 72 plus. Couldn't get a top weight, so it's actually a 71 plus uh, when it comes to the official handicappers' ratings. I found this a real challenge, Terry. I'm not going to lie. From doing the map uh, to putting the mark. Were there any races you found really easy? No, no well, not really. <laughs> not really. As I said at the start of the show, it's still. I just want to declare one. I just, just want to declare just, one. Just coming, coming back from a mini holiday and walking into this meeting, it was just like. <sighs> Uh, so, but um, just wanted to wanted to really celebrate life on the day that we're supposed to celebrate life. <laughs> but I found it re- found it really taxing. Um, map market hard, um, form hard. We got horses, some class horses resuming. We got several possible leaders. Um, we got a nice horse in uh, Noble Lawrence, sort of stepping out of sort of three rod company into into this. This race from last year's a horse on the rise. And, of course, we've got Platinum Bullet who sizzled first up for W Pike, but it's pikeless on Saturday, so we've got to consider that as well. Speed map, Terry, who leads? Yeah, I was just going to say to you, let's, let's do this race from start to finish. Let's yep. see if we can find a bet here. I've read your little uh, your little spiel. Your, spiel. What do you call it? Leg up, your Leg best up. bets on, on sports. But I try not to read it today or most times because I like to discuss it with you there. But... Um, like everything with the speed map, everything points to Platinum Bullet, but I do like what you wrote here. Platinum Bullet sliding down to fourth pick is a bit silly. Is a bit silly. BJ ain't silly. Uh, after her brilliant last start, said I did that. After her last start win, but 59 kilos may blunt her a touch. Um, I sort of agree with that. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I actually had a result. But I... Um, I sort of agree with that to a touch. I, I just think I just think something's in there over better. It can win, but it, it might just be over bet a little bit now. And, and, and it's your favoritism when everyone looks at a map. But it's very difficult to come from last and win sprints if you're not at your best and you're at the not at the peak of your powers. And I also think with Platinum Bullet, before we get to this map, goes up three and a half kilos, BJ. I reckon this is a harder race. Yeah. I had to catch Man Telly. Riverboat did not frank that form and carried the 61. Um yeah, I think this is a harder race. You're up in weight and you're going to be last. So just take it on. It can beat us. Just take it on. That's a nice attitude to go in with sometimes. Yeah. Speed map. Um, so you got Olga Louise has drawn 
under Neeson. Yep. It's drawn two. This will test just three. And Mitchell Pateman, big credit to Mitchell Pateman. He's got this will test you. Um, well, he did last start. He's pinging the lids. And if he can get this will test you pinging the lids, you're going to be winning some thousand meter races, uh, especially if you're employing the three kilo claimer and letting it uh, jump and run. So I like that from Mitchell Pateman. Zebel eight. Zebel's in on Sunday as well. At the moment, I think the lean is they're going to race Saturday. So expect Zebel to go around Saturday. And then you got Mantelli nine. Um, Interesting what they do with Mantelli with the speed in. I still think they should go forward and look to tuck in. I agree. Wouldn't surprise me if they do what they did with Long Beach and look to ride at cold and see if Mantelli has a different um, different factor. But I still think they will go forward and big chance they can find a 1-1 or something even from the widest yeah, gate there. Yeah, tagging Zebul across, yeah. Yeah, with Mantelli. So that's, um, that is um, – yeah, that's that's the map. Comes a time from barrier four should slot in just behind them. You'd suspect um, it likes to lead on its day, but they're they're all too quick for it, so it'll pop in just behind them. And then plutocracy from seven, it, it never likes to be too far away mm-hmm. as well. So uh, expect it to land there. And then you've probably got Nobel Lawrence three or four back the fence. Miss Frost and Platinum Bullets will be having the final crack. Bj, mm. how does that sound? Yeah, yeah. Have oh, you got, have you got, yeah, have you got this will test you? Oh, I got this will test you leading. I I just put old girl. I, I'm just going to, because this will test you still, after I've given it that nice little rev up, still a little bit of a barrier concern for me. And there'll yeah. be no interest. They won't want to hand up on Olga Louisa. So I, I've naturally just said, let's give Olga Louisa the top, Zebel the breeze. Okay. Uh, this will test you the breeze. I don't know how it'll all work out. My met, I've just said it'll be a mess. Yeah. It should be a, it should be a mess. Um, I still think this will test you for me. Is a query. Olga Louisa, I can't have in this grade. And then Zebel's the only one I could back if it found the rail. But the chance of it crossing both of those two with a degree of ease and having a kick left. Yeah, that's the um, that's the good point you made there, Terry. It can it can cross. It can cross them, but it'll be, be it'll be paddling light. Yep. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it'll be Troy Cooks if it crosses them. So, um, <laughs> yeah. So, look, Platinum <laughs> Bullet. I think it might just get might just get a bit gassed. Um, yeah, I think it might just get a little bit. A little bit gassed, old platinum bullet with the big weights. You can um, huge, huge win last start, but yeah. it's a risk. So um, yeah, I, I think the winner comes from comes a time and plutocracy. Um, I reckon Paddy Carberry riding comes a time over plutocracy, potentially platinum bullet. I'm not sure if he was offered that ride or not. Obviously, rides a lot for Simon Miller, but that's a different owner. Um, I reckon they've been and looking how soft the trial was, albeit it beat um, beat Milers that were all. Uh, it beat a bunch of milers. I reckon that maybe Paddy Carberry's been booked to ride this horse for some time. It comes, it comes a time, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I reckon they might be uh, they might be ready to rock and potentially roll here with comes a time. But first um, start for Michael Grantham comes a time, mm, and uh, yeah, soft coming off a soft trial. See, it's all its form last prep stacks up, doesn't it? it was Amasinus and it was all very very strong form lines. Uh, Comes a time, Amasinus, uh, notorious one. So, um, was racing really well throughout the winter and in his previous campaign. So, I really like Comes a Time first up. You like what you said that speed battle is going to be a mess. And I think the horse that's going to be in the right spot to take advantage of that from, from the draw with the gate speed that he has is Comes, comes a Time. If he can, if he can whip around them with momentum, as the leaders are stopping, he's gonna, he's gonna hit the front at some stage, and just depends whether maybe whether a Miss Frost or a Platinum Bullet can come off his back and knock uh, knock him off. But I think this is a really good first up setup for comes a time from a astute young trainer in Michael Grantham, and I reckon he's gonna have this horse ready to ready to fire fresh. 
Jury is still out for me on Miss Frosted this grade. Okay. Um, that's what I'll say. I uh, love her. She's a tremendous mare fresh, but jury's still out for me a little bit on this grade. So, um, yeah, I'm gonna. Uh, I'm going to save on comes a time. Probably this. This will probably be my biggest betting race that I'm going to save on comes a time, and I'm gonna. I'm expecting plutocracy to get the wobbles, BJ. I'm expecting it to get the wobbles, and I reckon to me this just screams a Brad Rewilla. Type I was about of horse. to say it, the exact same thing. This reeks of Rewilla. This horse, yeah, it just loves yeah. a wide gate. Yeah. Um, it's won three and four deep, no cover in the past. It's lost rate. It, it, it's a real. It also goes, It's a real rhythm horse, plutocracy. Yeah. It certainly is, and Brad Rewilla is all about rhythm. I yeah. love the fact it's drawn seven and not barrier one. I love there's a lot of speed in it, so it shouldn't have to break stride. Um, It possibly should have beaten. Remember that rear, uh, we spoke last week about that Riverboat Clairvoyance Platinum Bullet Race off 28 days. Um, It it probably should have beaten... I arguably should have won that race, trying to go for an inside run. That was off 28 days, off 35, because it's off about... How many days? 56 days. 56 days here. So it was off 35 days when it sat three deep uh, outside Red Cam Man and Laverod running third. That was huge. Um, and if you go back to all of its runs when it's drawn sticky, there was some of those days Nucky rode it when it was three, four deep, no cover the trip. It was just wildly good. And I back Simon Miller to have a horse uh, to go well fresh. Plutocracy carries weight well. Um, yeah, I think it, it'll be the one the market and nobody really looks at, nobody really wants, um, and that'll allow us to, to hop into a price late. But I don't want to be losing on comes a time. I feel like it's a bit of a... Mickey G setup. So comes a time, save at the early price, 450 or so. Reckon the money comes. Mm-hmm. Um, and then back plutocracy to win a fortune late. That's this will be my main play of the day. What price you mark plutocracy? I had him twelve a twelve dollar chance. Oh well, I I went into it knowing what I wanted to do to yep. some degree. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> four four dollars thirty-five I am, BJ. Okay. I was four um, four fifty comes a time. Um yeah. I reckon I reckon the money will come. Yeah, okay. All right. I reckon they'll they'll climb out of trees to back. That's my feel. Is they're going to climb out of trees to back comes at time? I reckon Michael Michael G knows what he's doing here. Yeah. Okay. Well, that sounds good to me. Comes a time on top from me, and uh, the guru doesn't mind. Uh, I, 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 are we are we thinking double figures? Plutocracy? I think I think we're it's going to head. Well, that. I think I'm going to take I'm going to take the risk, and it's well above my price at the sort of seven fifty uh, around at the moment. I'm going to take. The plunge and not um, not have a cent on until until late. Okay. I'm, I'm expecting. Okay. Look, if I if I have to take six dollars late, so be it. But it wouldn't surprise me if I'm taking um, eleven, twelve, thirteen dollars yeah. late on. So risk risk versus reward. There's more benefit for me to wait because there could be money for Mantelli. It's got really nice figures. There could be money for Nobel off the seven days. There could be money for um, for for Nobel Lawrence. Yeah. Uh, oh, sorry, Mantelli's not off the seven days, is it? Uh, Mantelli's no, that was off two that was a fortnight ago at Race Riverboy. Sorry, I was thinking of Riverboy. Uh, uh, this, no this, La- this will test you off the seven days, yeah. Yeah, Nobel yeah. Lawrence can garner support. Platinum Bullet on its last run, obviously. And, and Miss Frost uh, is a horse I like. And as I said, I'm expecting, expecting um, there to be some money for comes a time. So, yeah, I have uh, absolutely no issue holding fire here with uh, with plutocracy. I don't think it's his race, um, but I really well, I think we're in agreement here. Nobel, Nobel Lawrence for Dean Skipworth, really, really nice horse on the rise, progressive, had some secret plan form last prep, won a Saturday race. Uh, progressive horse is Nobel Lawrence. I imagine he'll be sort of getting back three, four back the fence from gate one with Lucy Warwick and running on and maybe look out for him second up moving moving forward into his campaign. But um, for me, comes a time, Mickey G, Paddy Carberry, first up, let's go. 
Let's go. I like it. All right, race number six, the Western Race Picks. Uh, over 1,200 metres. Yes, I struggled to talk then. Uh, over the 1,200 metres, probably when I did this market, I struggled to use um, – well, I, I struggled to, to to do this market. Is Holy Ghost scratched? <laughs> struggled. Hang on, what's going on here? Struggled in general. Yeah, I, well, I'm just looking at a uh, – No scratchings. No scratchings on Chris. Oh, that's very good. There's this particular company that don't have a price up for Holy Ghost or Reaction, so that's fairly impressive. Bet right. Who would have thought that Bet right would be having some issues? The, the things, the things you try to find. Um, yeah, this is hard, BJ. Like, what, what do we do here? And um, I can knock all of these quickly, very quickly in market order. Miss Vasari, fourteen hundred wasn't good. Back to twelve hundred was okay. The previous start, it's going right. Well, I don't mind Brad Rewilly going on, but you got to think that Brad Parnham's opted to ride. Well, maybe opted to ride. Bozoom first up, yeah. no trial. I mean, four dollars twenty for Miss Vasari. Miss Vasari's not the horse we thought she was. I don't think she's initially an early campaign. Bane Tempest blinkers off second up. That out of chances. Like how is second? I'm not second up. Second favorite. How is Vane Tempest second favorite? No, not for me. Wednesday it was given a ten out of ten. Just wasn't good enough. I, don't, I just don't think Wednesday's going to win a race of this caliber. Um, it's third favorite. Holy Ghost. I've marked it equal favorite at about six dollars fifty. But I mean, how do you back Holy Ghost? Honestly, it's last start. Forget it went around. First up went super, um, but it's one from thirty or something. One, Jedi one nine twenty five. Yeah. I, I, one from 25. Jedi Mind, I've marked uh, equal favourite as well. First, second up runs, it's it shortened this. But last start, it was just horrid. I had, yeah. a, I had a reasonable go at it last start. It was just absolutely horrid. You can't – Brett Yarp, I think Brett Pope's gone at about 4% for his last couple of hundred rides, yeah. or uh, last yeah. couple of hundred. It's just – you just can't trust him, you know. It's just the $9.50, if it was different setup, you had a proper excuse, I'd be pretty keen to probably hop into that. But I just I just don't think backing Brett Pope in 2022 is something I, I need to – to do to celebrate life, um, BJ. Um, <laughs> what about, what about um, what London Miss? How does it win? Goes, goes, is it a horse that wins from the breeze? I don't know if London Miss is a horse that wins from the And that's the best you can hope for yeah, from Barrier 11. Divine divine Pairs, a swimmer. Bo Zoom probably lands leaders back. Could even kick through to lead. I just query how good Bo Zoom is. Loved how tough Aracity was first up, but it's it has to win from the breeze at best. Um, and then Ambergate Rose. Is it a go-forward go go horse, Aracity? I always thought it was sort of well, a... When, when you draw barrier 12, yeah. I sort of think you've got you've got two choices. It's first or last or yeah. try and... Or third. The third choice is try and ride a gem. Yeah. Um, so in a race with that, a huge amount of speed. Maybe it was go forward. You can be, I guess you can be by race six, you can be dictated by the day. Long story short, Beige, I got no idea. Um, $6.50, Holy Ghost and Jedi Mind. They're eight fifty nine fifty, but yeah, I got no idea. Uh, yeah, so the two that are under my uh, price, I, I've got Miss Vasari on top. The back three weeks, bit of freshness back in the legs. Back to the 1,200. If you look through that last start where it was like, oh, she, gee, she was a bit flat over the 1,400. First was Chevelle de Varga. Second was Trade War. Third was Downforce. Crystal Dane ran fourth and then ran second the following week. Then it was Miss Vasari. Try for us. Also looked flat in that race. Ran six, but it went really well last Saturday. Ginger Baker came out of that race and ran well. And Crescent City came out of that race and won, run well. So she maybe that last start fifth for Miss Vasari wasn't as... Uh, wasn't as disappointing as first thought when you line up the form that's emerged from that particular race. Can land midfield from three with Brad Ruwiller on board in a bit of a rhythm. I guess Miss Vasari is just a bit of a have to ride quiet, 
launch at them late top horse and from three she's going to be in a position to do that without wasting any fuel early if she's going to win another Saturday race this prep this looks a good setup for Miss Fasari on top but in saying that I had her marked 480 what is she at the moment Terry she's under 420 420 yeah so the two that come in under my price I marked both London Miss and Bozoom, six fifty. London Miss is ten dollars and Bozoom is eleven or ten dollars as well. So they are the two that are value runners for me from a um, from a market point of view. I've got Miss Vasari on top in the leg up, as I said. However, uh, the way that the market points at the moment, I had London Miss and Bozoom second favourite, six fifty a pair. Yeah, I like I like Brad on Bozoom from one. Some of his form last prep was really good. Um, so I think that's might be a bit of value there. You know, in a yeah, race so in, a, in a race that's a bit off, a bit off. You've got yeah, exactly right. You've got to look for points of difference or little pointers. And the fact that, as I said, it would appear as though Brad Parnham's had the option of those two mounts and he's opted for the eleven dollar pop over the four dollar twenty pop. So that's as good a push as any mm. in this BJ. Okay. Any final any final thoughts? Nah, zero. zero. Absolutely zero. Right. Absolutely zero. Do things get any better here though? Mm, I don't know. I don't know who's going to again. The, the again, the market might late. Like I, I thought the horse I would probably tip here is would be a better price, but it's it's under my price. Well, let's, let's find out what that horse is. It's race seven. It's the Happy Birthday Kelly Burton <laughs> handicap. Happy Birthday Kelly, eighteen hundred meter mm. graduation handicap. What was that horse that you were going to tip, Terry? I was just looking at a, a Benji's price here. I um, I thought it was the right setup midfield cover getting wide. It, up to the 1,800 metres. I thought it might be able to run a race here, but, yeah, I, I was sort of five bucks or something, Benji. So the, the 550 is nowhere near it. I was thinking $10 each way, you know. Yep. Um, maybe the change of hoop as well. It's a horse that's uh, – it's a horse that – I don't know. Sometimes a change of – for a horse, it's just a length off where you think – And who's that, who that changed that level. Uh, Sean O'Donnell's gone on. Um, pick up, pick up riding specialist. Pick up right, exactly right. So, but again, it's it's a stretch looking at that. But from a speedback point of view, I, I think you'll see uh, our Norman be ridden for more speed here. I know it's fourteen hundred up to eighteen hundred, but I had a week ago. Uh, Peter Nucky was on a week ago. He was very very confused. He sort of went forward, then tried to sit, and then they all started going. I just, yeah, it was sort of, I don't know, he always travelled pretty well, actually. It was a it was a weird, weird, weird you wonder, you wonder what would have happened if he, uh, if he got clear galloping room, our Norman? Yeah, exactly right. So, but up to 1,800 metres, that's a totally different kettle of fish. Yep. I presume they'll kick quick, uh, kick forward and lead on our Norman. Uh, very fast to the breeze. Very fast was really good last start. It got the mid-race pressure from Canny Hustle. Uh, it was a race dominated by horses off speed. Um, and for it to kick like it did on speed, the very fast is very near another win. Um, but the problem with very fast is that you've got barrier 12 over 1800 meters and that's one of the worst um starts for a wide gate especially a horse that probably wants to roll forward bj mm -hmm. um you're straight onto a bend so any type of sloppiness out of the gates you've got to work really hard to get around them so look if, if our norman came out um I, i'd probably consider a bet at the six seven dollars to be honest because you can probably get around them and find the fence but uh, I think it's breeze at best for very fast. Um, classic rogue will be popular. Probably it was a good thing licked in that same race, won by Vital Flirt, where very fast ran second. But uh, 
Uh, I really like Chrissy. I think Chrissy Nichols is an underrated and underutilised jockey. Um, riding, he's ridden quite a few winners for, for Steve Wolf, a couple up in Jero. Um, but from barrier two, you're probably going to be four back on a horse that doesn't jump well. You're probably going to be four back the fence at Ascot. I tell you what, that's for, for a bloke that doesn't ride Ascot all that often. For anyone, even people that do ride Ascot all that often, BJ, it's a going to be a difficult steer and my, my guess is that classic road could be another tough watch for uh for supporters i hope not for chrissy nicola who, who gets a well-deserved opportunity interesting last start holly watson did everything right until that the one moment she was following the winner vital flirt and just needed to stay there for one more stride opted to try to angle out side heels got put in a pocket by Chris Punter and watched me nay-nay, had to dive back inside. If she just stayed where she was, the run was always there and, and it never never moved, but she was desperate to get out into clear galloping room on uh, Classic Rogue Zigged when she should have stayed put, really. And, uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure that with, with clear – if she stayed where she was, she follows Vital Flirt through the gap, gets outside heels and makes a run at them late and gives gives that – Gives that race a really big nudge. Probably a probably a good thing. Lick classic rogue last start. Yeah, I, I wish Richie Bell said something about that in the call as well because he yeah. didn't really make any mention that she was a good thing. Lick. So, um, who's calling on Saturday? Who's who's calling? I don't know. Because I I I'm I I'm not even lying. Like I yeah, I probably sound a bit rude, but I I, I put on mute. I watch the races on mute on Saturday. It's the first time in my life I've watched the races on mute. It's um. Yeah, he just even like some of the stuff he's saying pre-race, it's really, it's just it's it's really wrong. Like talking, oh, they might they'll probably ride corporate larrikin cold here. Did you listen to that? I wish they. Oh, did. they have decided to they have decided to go did. forward on court. They have decided to go forward on corporate larrikin. Like when when have they decided to go back on corporate larrikin? I just I just in general, I just I'm just very grinchy at the it's moment. A, it's anyway, a, it's, BJ, it's a tough job, but I will say when Miss Andrea, when Miss uh, Kentucky. Well, went to the line in the the big race last Saturday. Richie said, um, "She's no Miss Andretti, but she's still a star." <laughs> I didn't mind that one actually. I thought that one was okay. I actually got uh, that one. I don't know about that no, one. Me. I don't anyway, know about that one. He had to, he had to, look. He adds a bit of flavour to it. He adds, and you, you definitely know what Richie Bell's back. That's one thing I can tell you every single race. Um, yeah, look. The one thing I'm going to keep do up the good, keep is, up the good work, Richie. <clears throat> exactly right. Yeah. You are entertaining. And if anybody has found that, remember that one at. Uh, York or 2J, please return the <laughs> something that was lost. It was like a a lost earring or something. <laughs> uh, dearie, mate. And just before they're jumping, he's calling it uh, Anyway. Real character of the game. Oh, All I'm doing here is I can see it's your tip, so we'll, I'll, I'll take you on for a can of Coke. I reckon I got a couple of you last week. Okay. Uh, prize miss. Prize miss is a, is a walker, I reckon, BJ. So from barrier 11, $3.70. Um, that'll be my my tip here. It'll be lay prize miss. Okay. Uh, well, I, 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 just po- <laughs> I just was able to poke holes in all of these. So the I just had the view that if prized miss, I thought that last up win didn't beat a lot. Was you beat nothing? Yeah, but the and it got the the run of the race beating nothing. Yeah, but the start, the start before it was it was a bit stiff behind Jadavi, um, and I think by done deal, Cerise and White's probably going to one of those horses who can elevate up over eighteen hundred meters plus. But uh, lots going to have to go right for CJP from gate, going back from gate eleven. I just thought this was a bit of a suspect race with suspect runners, and if 
Prize Miss has only had the five starts. If she can projecting elevation over a journey uh, with an inexperienced uh, Peter's investment horse, I thought Prize Miss might be the one. And also, just just the Adam Durant stable, just the way they're trending, everything they're doing at the moment, just gives me a bit of confidence that this man might be able to head to a graduation and measure up. But I was expecting a bit of a better price, to tell you the truth. So, um, what are they betting at the moment? At 370. No, I, I, I'm picking up what you're putting down. It's, yeah. it's a very I was, thin race. I was, I you... was like $4 a field and she was – her and Fairy Fast were my two. So, um, yeah. Yeah, I just – I, I probably should have had Fairy Fast shorter, but I just – I didn't have them being as positive as you and I, uh, landing outside leaders. So, um, I thought – what, what do you think they're going to do with Lucky Heart, Terry? Uh, they've been trying to ride it forward, but yeah. I think they'll be if very fast is is quite aggressive. They'll be uh, okay to try and maybe find the one one or something just yeah. just nearby. But um, yeah, never sober isn't impossible either. Coming from a class one, that was a pretty tough old victory. It, yeah, it's really yeah. good use of the three year old claim here from Ashley Maley. It lands in the one one. Um, yeah, and it's it's the one that could jump up. I, I think too, I think that class one was a better class one than what Prize Miss comes out of, and it's it's drawn to map them and stalk them while Prize Miss is going to be last. But I actually I do pick up what you're uh, what you're saying with Price Miss. This isn't a, a big race. If if they bunch on the bench, he's the one coming down the outside. Then um, yeah, I, I can see what you're saying. I just I just knew she was going to go up sort of this type of price, and I thought that'll that'll be my uh, take on for yeah. the day. I think. Yeah, entitled, especially. I think I wrote in the leg up that oh, there's a lot that has to go, has to go right. And yeah, even I've even mentioned Never Sober. Three wide no cover the entire at Pinjara the other day. There was money for it late as well. Um, Big win under the circumstances, gets a map, drops down to 54 kilos in a sort of wide open graduation. So I can see why people will be angling in that direction as well. Not a lot of confidence for mine, but I just thought if uh, a lightly raced recent white horse stepping up to 1,800 metres first time, I thought I'd give Prize Miss an opportunity to show us what she's got. I'll uh, wait for the pattern of the day, I think, BJ. If uh, playing nice and fairly, I might look at a bit late price Benji's if it gets out a bit. But, um, yeah, pattern of the day. Give me a big hot rail and I'll back Al Norman at 40 to 1 Pat- or something. Back very fast at $6, $7. Pattern of the day will be yeah. interesting in determining the winner mm. of the next race through the feature of the day. How can we forget? It's the Celebration of Life Day trophy. Finally. Celebration of Life Day trophy, race eight. Uh, competitive... Nine horse field, yeah, it certainly is. What are you? Uh, what are your expectations? Um, what are you expecting they will do with uh, the two drawn at the widest? That's probably the most interesting part of this race. You've got from barrier eight, you got the Spruker. From barrier nine, you got Beret. Um, both tend to like to. They're, they're sort of one one horses. They've got nice take. Both of them have reasonable tactical speed. Uh, both of them probably race. Oh, I'd say both of them race better with cover, but I. I'm trying to think. Beret had a really good win leading and the Spruker, I don't know how much the Spruker has raced without cover. Sean McGrady's just given it steer after steer after steer. I think it's so one, really one of the Breeze once, actually, the Spruker. Okay, has one in the Breeze. There you go. So, um, yeah, interesting. Laurentinio is your obvious leader. Great. Great little map there for Laurentinio. And if, if that rail does play hot, the, that $8, I'm going to be absolutely chomping at that, I'd suggest. Um, but, um, yeah, what have you got these two doing from eight and nine? Uh, I had the Spruker going forward and I had Beret going back. Mm. Yeah. Interesting. What about Vital Silver? Right. That's the sort of the horse that could make things a bit interesting from a map point of view. 
Yeah, it could do. Yeah, I think they'll be happy to to land in the breeze if they jumped. Didn't jump that well last start, but I think what will likely happen for either the Spruik or Beret if they go forward, seeing as directly underneath them they have Luke's Gold who jumps very similar to the pair. They have Dom to shoot who can and is a bit fresher, jumps similar to the pair. Saleo should hold the back of whoever does cross, uh, Laurentino. Laurentino yep. um, and then Pro Consent, you'd think, three back defence. So I don't think there's going to be a spot. So whoever does roll forward is probably going to have to be going to have to push on to the Berets. Yep. I think Vital Silver will be happy in the 1-1 one, one if that's how it eventuates. Yes. Um, I had Laurentino leading, Spruker outside leader, Saleo, and then Vital Silver, 1-1. One, one. Interesting. I, I so I've got Beret in the breeze. Okay. I thought with the pot with the pont going on, they have led a one before. Um, I thought it was a good opportunity. Show some intent. Eighteen down to fifteen as well. I don't know if you want to be going back, uh, back to last there. So I, I just think you sort of, you, even if the beret looks for a spot, it might not find it. And might just end up there. So yeah, um, yeah. Very interesting map early on. Luke's Gold's the big uh, the big map was here. Bj, I didn't like it in the breeze last start whatsoever. My, my big concern with Luke's Gold is just whether it's got the killer blow in it. And it's another horse that I'm sort of, if you're backing it, you want it to have the back of, you want it in the 1-1 one, one off and going. I, I don't know if it can uh, out-sprint uh, the Spruker or whatnot. But I, it's a really difficult map for the Spruker. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know where it ends up. I really, I really don't. That, that, I find that hard. But Ray, I'm happy to take on both on map and on this class. Um, so I'm happy to take it on. Pro Consent from three back defense will need some luck, but it's the one that makes the most sense. Yeah, I think the, I think the Spruik is a better horse than Pro Consent, and I think that's that's the way I feel. But you you know what you're going to get with Pro Consent here with the Spruiker. It's just a bit more on where you're going to end up. But the wide gate at this stage of the day, BJ, could always be a positive for the Spruiker. It might may end up the three wide trail on the back of Barrier or what something. Did you, what did you what, what did you think of Mr. Pike's steer on Pro <laughs> Pro Consent last start? It was just one of those I things thought, where every move he made, he just got jammed. So. Yeah, he's, he's ridden better races, I, yeah. I think you'll find, in the past. I, I didn't see any necessity to give it that little jam out the gates, mm. uh, to be honest with you. Um, but, yeah, look, uh, at the current my, – my, my market is 360 pro consent. It's 310 mm -hmm. for – I'm $6.30 the Spruker, even though I do think it's – if I drew a gate, I'd probably be $2.50 the Spruker. Yeah. I've just yeah. – I've given it probably too much of a whack for the gate. I'm aware of that, so I might need to look at readjusting. Um, I'm $13 beret, so um, i got Luke's gold high single figures, but, I, again, I think I'm too short there. And um, if I was looking at Luke's gold, it would sort of be the $4.50 a place. Um, I think – Probably ends up running fourth, uh, but I think that the four dollars fifty a place loose goal is really quite enticing. With uh, I've got it well ahead of Dom to shoot and Saleya, so that's um, I think that's a nice price. But yeah, I'm, I'm sort of four dollars eighty five Laurentinio, so I guess for the sake of a tip, um, it's got to be Laurentinio at about yeah. eight bucks. I know it's got the negative weight swing and it loses Chris Parnham, but um, look, if, if Saleya's in a bit of strife, uh, it's going to have it on its back, and it, it's a, it's a good one to shake, and then. Um, Whoever does land in the breeze isn't necessarily going to want to be in the breeze. So, uh, for a horse that does want to be in front, does want to roll out in front, it's um, yeah, it's going to have to play his game. Yeah, so. well, it looks set up for Laurentino again, doesn't it? So, got the it lead. It's just, just what do you do, what do you do with the Chris Parnamoff Lactar on? I know Lactar and Laurentino get along well, but I don't know. I just felt like that was just such a perfect. Steer, Steer, yeah, Chris and you had told, yeah, told, told man, and who was in the breeze? Yeah, told Luke's man, gold. And Luke's gold, and yeah. Luke's gold couldn't sprint with it when when Chrissy Panama. That was just the perfect front yeah. running ride. Yeah. I and I do, and I, I agree with you. I hate backing a horse after it's just had the perfect yeah. front running ride, then yeah. gets negs against it. But um, 
Yeah, look, great, great race to check a pattern of the day. I was 360 the pair again, the Spruker and Pro Consent, and with the Spruker, you can get 420 $4 at the moment. But I uh, tip the Spruker on top. I had a look at him in the um, on well, on Sky Active, and geez, he looked, he looked, Steve, Steve Wolf had this boat looking absolutely mint the other day. And I really liked the way that, even though it was a forlorn sort of like the race was over, it was shot to bits. Chrissy Parnham had pulled their pants down on Laurentinio and it was just his birthday that day. I really just liked the way that the Spruker just didn't want to get beat. He just kept coming, knuckled down under Paul Harvey and and made try to make a contest of it. So he's just got a lot of bulldog in him, a lot of, yeah, he's just a real racehorse is the Spruker. So I think um, either way, uh, if he can, if Sean can be positive on him, positive on him early, a bit of cover would be great. Even if he can, I reckon he's tough enough to sit outside Laurentinio and, and if he gets into a dogfight, he can. He's got that uh, that ability to to prevail as well. But um, so I'm just just really impressed with what the Spruker's doing and just how how much of a beast he is on race day and obviously. Worried about Pro Consent getting the soft run and launching at them late. But um, for me, I think it's Laurentino rolling in front. The Spruker, I think they're going to settle down to to fight it out. I think the Spruker will prevail. All right. just want to say one thing about Salaya. Was scratched last Saturday with an off-hind injury. And uh, yeah. quick back up this Saturday as well. For those of you brave. playing along at home. Yeah, so, yeah brave, brave. Just can't All seem right. to get a, a crack at them. Salaya? No, no, not much. Uh, this is a good little map, though. Back of uh, Laurentinio should uh, allow, yeah, every chance. This should give it every single chance, Salaya. So uh, good luck to Connection. Steve Shembury, P. Anthonis. Anthonis. Uh, anyway, BJ, let's get to the last. Finally, the Get Out Stakes. This is what the day is all about. S-T-E-A-K-S, BJ. Who's it? Who's it? Pre-Early. Brought to us by... Market City Meats, of course, the largest mm. retail butcher shop in Perth. You can find them at the Canningvale Markets out on Bannister Road. Timmy Hewitt runs a show, swing pass, say good day. Tim and his team will uh, will look after you, that is for sure and certain. So congratulations to episode 110 Get Out Stakes winner, Greg Brown. Uh, Greg had a tough day when he watched his mare Wine night be beaten by the smallest of margins earlier in the day, but some consolation in the, in the lucky last last Saturday as he uh, prevailed in the get out stakes. He was nearest the pin with his vital blast prediction. Um, he was zero point seven five. The official margin was zero point seven six. It was a busy finish with Tommy Atkinson and Novak Smith either side of Greg Brown. So there was a few unlucky runners in the get-out stakes last Saturday, but actually met Greg and his partner Kelly at the uh, Own the Dream launch party last Sunday, Terry. They uh, they mm. have a team in the competition called the Golden 60 team named after the champion from Hong Kong who's won about 17 straight races. So lovely to meet Greg and his partner Kelly, as I said, and he's uh, he was victorious there in the get-out stakes last Saturday, some consolation for the earlier defeat. So this week's get-out stakes, remembering it's a nine-race card. Let us know who you think will win race nine at Ascot on Saturday on Twitter at the11pod and uh, don't forget that decimal winning margin, two decimal places, very important, Guru. And never, ever forget the Sam White rule. Uh, first in, best 
dress. Uh, I feel a bit for Greg as well, actually. I, if you watch at the 100 metre mark, Mitchell drops the whip and he yes. tried to catch it. He was like he was in the slips. It was, uh, yeah, very, uh, very stiff little um, little defeat there for Greg. But uh, at least one night's come a, back. It's, of, at least one night's come back well. Bit of grow up Mitchell there, dropping the whip. Get a wide no, respect. not at all. No, I, I think Mitchell's a great hands and heels <laughs> chicken wing jockey anyway. So I don't, I don't know if that would have cost him. Uh, cost him. But I just love how he tried to catch it though. It reminded me, it genuinely reminded me like he's at dead sleep and just went to uh, just went to pluck one. Uh, I, um, need, uh, I might need some lucky bands on that with Mitchell Payman. So yeah. <laughs> Uh, anyway, the last BJ, the market has uh, out of 125% as about 83% or 80, no, about 80% of the market is, uh, is on two horses. Do you think that's too much? Do you think burn you to survive at even money, a flat, even money? I think that's, that's a very yeah. thin price. Um, and $3.30, she's a sweet deal. That's 80% of the market between the pair of them. I thought you were talking about oh. dude, man, bro, and whack and tanker. I was confused no, well, for a moment. But getting to that shortly, that's my best of the day. Dude Man Bro to, to not win. Going to lay Dude Man Bro. Um, but that to me, they're, they're both a little bit a little bit thin there, I, I think you might find. Um, I, I think Bernie to Survive is a very exciting racehorse and um, its win last last start was extremely meritorious. It, it proved that the maiden and, the, and a pretty weak class one victory were definitely no fluke. Um, you do have to take into consideration with Bernie to Survive that, first of all, you've got a new jockey and that, that always, for a, especially for a sitting sprinter, BJ, it, it always takes some adjusting. And then you're also up to the 1,400 metres. Now, I don't think either of those are going to cause Bernie to survive too many headaches. To me, it looks like uh, the 1400 won't be an issue. And Paul Harvey uh, is riding well enough at the moment not to be perturbed about that. But even money, that's just a bit Ga- thin. Gate um, five is interesting as well, I think, because um, from nine last up, even from 10 first up, they've just been able to fall out, drift back and sort of get sucked into the into the race in the three or four wide line. And don't get me wrong, this horse has got brilliant turn of foot and – all its section, late sectional splits stack up enormous. So from five, it's going to be interesting to see whether it can, whether it's midfield, whether it's out the back again, uh, whether it can go inside horses and win. Uh, yeah, just a couple of different different challenges. It's, it's a different challenge here for Bernie to survive, I think. Yeah, you just, I think the instructions to Paul will be pretty simple. Just, just like have it comfortable. If you jump out nicely and you're comfortable in fourth, so bet if you yep. jump out last and you're comfortable in last, just be comfortable. I think the instructions should be to get it outside as well, if, if yeah. you can. Um, but again, yeah, you, you always want to learn about your horses too. And um, hard to beat. Uh, well, the other horse, she's a sweet deal. Again, <laughs> this is this is prize mistake. So it was going around the dollar sixty midweek. Like that was the worst dollar sixty probable time. She's a sweet deal. I don't. I don't think it's very good. I, I don't know. I might be completely wrong here. Um, but she's a sweet deal's last win was just a, a first up. It was poor in a nothing race last campaign. It, it raced on some wet tracks and stuff. So it's hard to get a proper gauge of that, but it, it took a long part of the straight to get there. And then first up, second up that win last time out, like, Gee, it, it literally it's hard it's hard to explain how nothing that race was danny bella took a sit three back the fence it was the horse that beat now danny bella hasn't run a good race for quite some time and it's a horse that does its best racing out in front um 
but the race was just a, a complete and utter mess. You had like Summit Trail, Choice Command, Wiener Walt sort of pressuring each other. Aussie Galati was on Rock on Tommy who made it into a bit of a mess. It, it just got the right ride. It got out at the right time and it, and it got past him and won well. The money did come hard that day. I, I suspect that I'm underrating the horse. That is definitely something I think I'm doing. But look, I, I think it'll have to probably settle behind Bernier to survive here. And I, I just don't see it running a quicker last sectional. So first of all... Um, to beat Bernie to survive, but then to, to circle the entire field, it's yeah, it's going to have to be a pretty pretty. It's going to have to be better than I think it is, BJ. Which um, yeah, it, it may well be. I don't know. I like she's a sweet deal. I know. I can I can see your tip. Three wins from five I stars. I thought I'd, I, thought I'd, I, thought I'd, I thought I'd tee it up for you, so you but come at me. No, no, I'm 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 with you. Like I was, I was sort of a bit skeptical of her as well. But I, I've gone back through her, through her runs and through. The section uh, Vince's Vince Accardi sectional stuff and everything that I see points to a really progressive horse and I I take on board everything you see. Not only Danny Bella had uh, three and a half kilos more than she's a sweet deal the other day, so it was set up for her to win. I just like the way that she finishes off her races. I believe she's a work in progress. A lot of these Ganjimi horses are. Um, they sort of all cases, yeah. They sort of she's a but she's a done deal as well. So I'm expecting her to get better with uh, with racing with maturity. It, she's already she's already got an established figure at the 1400 meters, gets in on the minimum. Clint Johnston Porter rides sit and sprinters, uh, delightfully well. If if the pattern is uh suitable late in the day at Ascot on Saturday, I think she's going to be three wide line fanning on um. Fanning on straightening, and if if she turns up, she's got the ability to run big closing sectionals. Maybe not as big as Bernie to survive, but can Bernie to survive repeat those uh, late splits over fourteen hundred meters and maybe ridden a bit closer as well? So that's uh, that's another thing that I've sort of factored in. Found them very hard to separate. I marked them pretty pretty similarly, uh, but I thought she's a sweet deal, progressive young horse on the way up, and yeah, I think that she can she can measure up. All right, how's this for a can of Coke? All you right. get She's a Sweet Deal and Prize Miss. One of the two win, you win. They're both about 3 bucks, 350 That's fair. Okay. That's probably puts it slightly in your favour, if anything, on the current odds. So if either you of the two win, that at I me. lose. You're throwing that at me very quickly. I haven't had a chance to Bang. think about it. But. All right. Mate, it's a deal. It's a deal. Lock it in. Lock it in. Ah, it's a sweet, it's it's a a sweet, sweet deal. deal. <laughs> it's a sweet deal. Ah, dearie me. Um, look, okay, I, I so, also, so, so you're, you're – you're, I am sort of thinking that you're angling to something away from the two main fancies. What have you got? Oh, I'm, well, I've, I've marked Bernier to survive favourite. Yeah. I'm $3.60 Bernier to survive. But, uh, yeah, 360 was probably a touch line. I don't know. I uh, I just – I always give them little little knocks um, for various things. Rain of Fire would be – I think would be everybody's on top selection yeah. if, uh, yeah. if it wasn't coming off that setback a week ago. So that's obviously, uh, Stewards report said it was scratched last Saturday due to bruising to off hind heel. This is almost yeah, a better race for it, actually. Actually, but the setback is has to be factored in as well. Yeah, hundred percent. And um, if you listen to uh, Colin Webster, I, I think it wouldn't surprise me if it came out again because I think it was a race day morning decision that they brought Rain of Fire out. So, um, but yeah, Colin's obviously that team's going well, and if he has Rain of Fire, hundred uh, percent, and doesn't feel the effects of that setback, it. it Probably just wins, to be honest. Yeah. It's a, as you said, it's a, it's a great setup. The fourteen hundred maybe is a slight query. Yeah, um, yeah, that was interesting. I, I never really crossed my mind to think that he's never he's only been past the the twelve hundred meter once. I think so. Um, I think he might have run. Think he might have run into running a fair ether or something like that. Maybe so. 
as a three. Yeah, he did. He got up to I think he got up to the, the guineas as well. Did he go around? Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Went out again. He's won over thirteen hundred. He's been and he's ran third over the thirteen hundred from memory. It was one of his two year old races he won over thirteen hundred. But that, I don't know. Sometimes you just sort of to sort of separate that two-year-old form yeah, a little bit. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it did get up to a Guineas around third to Nobel Lawrence and Speed Dream over the 1,300 metres. Yeah. So, um, yeah, still a query, though. It's definitely a query. So you got a couple of queries there. Um, Coupler. Yeah, a couple. Look, again, I, I'll wait and see how the, the pattern of the day is, but um, – I don't know. Creator, for me, is the horse sort of proven in this type of grade. It's got to carry more weight than him, which is a little bit of a worry. As as you're going to probably tell me, they're all the way up. It's probably close to its peak. It's Brett peak. Um, but from barrier one, it'll be very interesting to know if they try and ride Kelvin aggressively again. Because and because if not, they can probably kick through and lead with Creator, and it's uh, it's led twice in Western Australia. Here's a little statistic for you. Bernard, it's led, found the rail twice in Western Australia. Guess how many times it's won when leading? Twice. Twice. Yeah. Well done. Yeah, you are the mastermind. Uh, it's two from two leading in Western Australia. So if they kick through and lead or I – mean, at worst, you're going to have the back of the leader, but you probably don't want the back of Whack and Tanker if that's the horse that gets across you. Mm. That'll probably probably be ugly. Um but look, I just think creator gives you a point of difference where it's going to be in the run um, and what it did. Bit disappointed last start. It had the three wide line behind uh, the great one. The great one shook it off and won the race. That worries me. I didn't like that. Uh, I would have liked to see creator win the race. So I thought Brad Willer uh, gave it an absolute 10 out of 10 from that wide gate. So that worries me. And that's probably why I'm not getting a bit more passionate here. But again, let's, Let's check out the pattern of the day. If that rail's dodgy, I don't want to be anywhere near creator. If the rail's playing great, um, it's a no-brainer bet for me. Okay. Just touching on Kelvin, I see that they went back on it last Saturday. Stewards queried the there was no notification and change of uh, change of tactics. So I imagine they'll be the stable will be compelled to lodge a uh, tactics announcement on the day yeah. with Kelvin after what happened last Saturday. So watch your Twitter feeds to know whether. They're going to go back again on Kelvin or whether they're going to attack for the lead. Exactly right. They'll probably assess the conditions of the day. But to be honest, there's not much speed in this, so they should just be going forward. It's probably the best the best Kelvin's found in quite some time or the best setup of race Kelvin's found in quite some time. But, yeah, um, yeah look, just at the current price, the two favourites, too short for me. So I'll, uh, I'll look at something on Creator. Okay. She's a sweet deal for mine. I had them, I had Bernia to survive. She's a sweet deal, Mark, equally, $3.25. So, uh She's a sweet deal is the on topper for mine, and uh, yeah, I think I think if there's something out, outside of the mix, I thought maybe Kalaroo might be able to run a race second up as well. Didn't mind his first up run at Pinjarra, poking through between runners, didn't get a mm. lot of galloping room. Has drawn to get sort of a pretty good run there, midfield sort of forward mid from four, second up over fourteen hundred meters. Uh, I think maybe around this time last year ran. Th- third or fourth in a race that included um, She's Got To You, Fanta, Bragwell. I think that was a really fast 1,400-metre race. And then second up, 400 metres last preparation, he um, ran in, ran in uh, a competitive race against some pretty smart three-year-olds as well, um, three-year-olds at that stage. He's a four-year-old now, Calaroo. So I thought so, sort of if you're looking for something a bit outside the, the square, I thought from the gate four, second up, 1,400 metres at Ascot where his best victory uh, occurred in the Faritha Stakes um, two years ago. So, yeah, I thought Calaroo might be able to run a race at a price. All right. All right, that brings our preview to a close. We'll come back with our best, our maddies and our lays for Celebration of Life Day. 
And we're back with our Betfair Best betting propositions of the day. Over to you, Guru. What do we got? Ah, uh, well, um, there's just so many to choose from. Yeah. To take uh, late price plutocracy in race number five. Hopefully we can get $10 plus um, and I'll save on comes a time uh, who you are tipping. So money back comes a time, but plutocracy will go for a bit of a bit of value with our best this week. Yeah, really keen comes a time, but the simplest way uh, from a best betting proposition of the day point of view would have to be race one, number one, spin the knife straight to the front. Uh, uh, Mitchell Pateman on board. We'll take a fair horse to run him down, spin the knife. So, uh, marked him. I think I said, I think I marked him 235. He's about that at the moment. So, um, in a, in a brief, in a race with very few winning chances on a tough day, I think we can get in early. Race one, number one, spin the knife. Uh, yeah. Terry, your Maddie. My Maddie, uh, the minorest of fudges of all time. Luke's Gold's $19, so that's close enough. On a tough old cel- – we can celebrate Luke's Gold Day. Mm. He was the uh, – well, I won't I won't give that away, actually. Uh, Luke's Gold, um, I've got him uh, about half that price, but I've probably got him a bit short. But Luke's Gold, I think he'll uh, go very close to running your hole at 450 at least, and he can win with uh, some sticky maps for a few of the other fancies. Uh, my Maddie, which I flagged in my preview, is – as race nine, number eight, Kelvin, currently $21, a bit of $23 available for some agencies. So he will do- What are do they doing, leading? Sorry? No, you did I say Kelvin? Sorry, start again. Race nine, Calaroo. number six, Calaroo. Calaroo, Calaroo. Uh, roo, 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 Calaroo. Uh, $21, 20 best available, 23 at the moment. So Calaroo. Kanga, Kanga, Kanga. <laughs> roo, roo, roo. That is- uh, <laughs> That is the way I'm going from a Maddie uh, perspective. Uh, Terry, this has got uh, your name written all over it. I reckon we might see a tweet with some Betfair lays alert with the red alert flashing. Oh, yeah, I could do that. I haven't done that for I haven't done that for a while actually. Yeah, I just don't. I just got such little interest in the uh, in the car. I don't know if I can be. Uh, can be asked. Uh, prized miss will go with race. I, I think it's less chance of winning than she's a sweet deal, but um, I don't give my, either of them a huge one. We'll go with prized miss. Race seven, number seven, prized miss. Yeah, I'm horrible at this, and I think I laid pink carrots last week. So um, <laughs> I think it was $3 something when I laid it, and I think it started $2 and firming. Uh, okay. I have to go race Two, number three, she's a belter. Been firming in while we've been talking. Three, 320 at 330 at the moment in the two-year race. Just thought there's, a, there's an opportunity might get stuck in a bit of traffic from from the draw in a, in a full field. So in uh, from – and I marked it about $5.50, $6, $6.50 around there for she's a belter. So that's my lay of the day in the second. She's a belter. All right. There you go. All right, we're done and dusted, BJ. A uh, celebration of life day handicap card, which look at this stage doesn't uh, – doesn't have all that much enthusiasm, but the greatest thing about the Betfair exchange is you never know what's going to happen on the day. And some of the prices you are, you end up seeing late and the patterns of the day really can excite. So uh, never give up that we can, uh, we can find, uh, find something on the exchange. Lockie Taylor next week, Dan Cripps the following week, own the dream Sunday. It's all happening. Yeah, BJ. We're, uh, we're off to Yarradale stud. 
off to Yarradale Stud Sunday. So it's all happening and, um, you yeah, know, looking forward to the next couple of weeks. I have no doubt that uh, there will be a uh, increase in enthusiasm in the Saturday cards, especially the Pinjarra meeting in a fortnight's time. That will be an absolute cracker. So, BJ, until next week on the 1-1. Oh, 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 oh